Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the retiring weapons thing that Luke Smith talked about in his director's cut. It's getting a lot of criticism from the community, and I wanted to do a video about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And if you're on YouTube, hit like, share, subscribe, the little bell button, leave it a comment. All of that helps me out. I do know this is probably a video where... A lot of people are going to disagree with my position on this. If you're familiar with my content, you probably know that I'm happy about this change because I advocated it for it for the last two years. But let me make my case. I, it's okay to disagree with me. It's okay to, to be okay to be angry about this. I actually think people's anger about this is a testimony to the game being good and healthy. There's people that are interested and invested in the game. They're passionate. So your anger is completely justified because there's a game with lots of stuff in it that you care about. And you do feel like some of that's being devalued. But let me make my case case as long as you're respectful in the comments i welcome disagreement uh but people that just go to the comments to insult and call me a shill you know frick you in your face okay anyway so retiring weapons first i'm going to walk through what are they doing like why are they doing this like what was what was luke what, what is luke smith, smith said in the middle of the video i'm going to address what i feel are huge exaggerations by the community about this a lot of the people that are responding to this are saying things that are just overblown exaggerations about it and I'm going to try to address all of those I'm going to end by saying we need to be championing improvement over sentiment right now improvement of the game over our sentiment about our precious weapons so let me make my case what is going on what did Luke Smith say Luke Smith ultimately said they're going to work toward guns having end game viable lifespans, which means after 9 to 15 months, a weapon would no longer be infusible. This means the weapon is still usable in the rest of the game, but if you go into areas like a Grandmaster Nightfall or a raid or something where the power delta is higher than the level of the gun, the gun would be too weak to be end game viable. It would still work in virtually all the rest of the content. So they're not taking the gun away from you. They're not going to gray it out, delete it, or retire it in a a permanent or literal sense this would be a soft sort of push towards new loot and again it would be every 9 to 15 months so they're not going to suddenly nuke your entire vault and tell you that none of that stuff is worth anything anymore it'll be pieces of your collection in vault every you know every 9 months or so every 12 months slowly getting shuffled out of rotation as you start to chase the new things now he also said that the big goal here is to fix a big problem of they don't want to create stronger weapons every season or every year because that creates power creep this system intrinsically is an antidote to power creep and Luke Smith said that their hope is they can create more powerful weapons in the ecosystem because every so many months, every nine months or so, they're just naturally no longer too strong for endgame content. The other thing to consider here is the big problem they've been dealing with is every time they create new content, they have to test that new content with all of the weapons, 18-month-old weapons, 24-month-old weapons, had to be tested in the new content. And the result of that is they've made a lot of the weapons very safe, very in the same lane. We've been complaining about this for a long time. Why does aspirational content like the raid in a dungeon have loot in it that doesn't feel like an aspirational reward? A lot of the weapons feel very samey. This is one of the reasons they've done that. You limit how much testing has to be done on brand new content if they know all hand cannons and pulse rifles and secondary weapons have ultimately stayed the same for the last two years. So it keeps weapons in a very safe lane, doesn't allow for a lot of increase in power and sauce, and so everything gets kind of boring. One of the primary pieces of feedback we've been dealing with this season is the sundial weapons look cool and dope, but I don't care. I don't need them. I have tons of God 
rolls right now, this is an answer to that problem. They will be able to introduce more powerful weapons, more cooler perks, because they're going to naturally get curbed down nine months later. They'll still be usable, but they won't be endgame viable. It's a perfect system in my mind to keep things moving forward. This is what we've been talking about for a really long time. When they introduced Armor 2.0, I said, the question is not, can Bungie make dope loot and dope encounters? The question is, can they scale it? Scalability has been the ultimate question mark for me. How do they push me forward to grind for new armor and guns when I already have a bunch of dope stuff now? Luke Smith is solving that problem with two big changes recently. The season mod change where you know, near the end of a season, you're going to want to get new armor because that new armor has value for the next season. Every time you go into a new season, all of your investment, all of your armor isn't immediately invalidated. It's valid. It can use the new mods. It can do the new things. It still has value and worth to you. So you're using armor roughly for about five months and then shuffling forward. So they're they're respecting your current set and your current grind while giving you incentive to push forward. This is a very similar solution to the weapon system. He's solving a significant problem the game has been dealing with for a very long time. Once you get god rolls, once you get fitted out with great armor sets and great gear sets, you're kind of done. It's really hard to be motivated to chase new stuff. People really need to zoom out on this and see the bigger picture. They are not invalidating your weapons. They're not ruining your weapons, which is why I want to address a lot of the exaggeration in the next section here. They are trying to help the game evolve with respect to loot incentive being maintained and allowing them to create a lot more interesting weapons and a lot more power, which they haven't been able to do up to now. So let's deal with all the exaggerating. They're taking our guns from us. No, they're not. That's a false statement. That is not true. They're not taking anything from you. 90% of the content will still be doable with all of your gear you're not having anything taken from you Uh, they're ruining my guns no they are not the gun will still be awesome obviously the result of this honestly is probably going to be better loot you're probably going to actually have guns that are better stronger or cooler in places like the raid because of this change so the irony here is they're not ruining your current guns and they're certainly not going to be ruining your guns that you're chasing in the future they're going to be making them better they're making my guns worthless again a complete exaggeration a total overstatement that's not true that is not the case at all the guns are not worthless they simply will not be end game viable in a very small slice of the content every couple of you know every nine months some of the guns will lose their end game viability not all of the guns in your vault just grind for the same guns back we're just going to end up grinding for the same guns back Lono they're going to take all of our guns from us and they're just going to give us new guns with Rampage Outlaw all over again that is not true that's exactly the problem they're trying to fix right now you're primarily grinding for weapons that aren't better or stronger than the guns you presently have you're grinding for a gun that is ultimately what I call a lateral upgrade it's the exact same weapon when I got an Stringer or I got you know um a loud lullaby, those hand cannons were not actually any significantly stronger or better than my existing hand cannons. It was a lateral upgrade. It was primarily a cosmetic change. It was just a different looking gun that did the same job I was already doing. What's the point of chasing loot? Another exaggeration, another completely overblown sentimentality. What's the point of chasing loot if in 12 months it's not good anymore? Again, that's exaggeration. It's still worth using. It's still totally fine. It loses its endgame viability. All right. The example I'm going to give you that why this system is so smart and so needed harkens back to when they had to nerf the 
the touch of malice before wrath of the machine came out touch of malice was so strong it was going to dip into the new content and ruin it and it was needed to be nerfed this is one of the reasons that exotics are the ones that get targeted for nerfs because they're the weapons that seem to be the strongest they need to be the strongest they're exotics and they pose significant problems to new content so touch of malice existed in taken king it existed in king's fall it was totally fine weapon and the new content came out and it was going to ruin it so they had to nerf it if you start sunsetting weapons the idea of it being you know the sun setting on it it being sort of laid to rest and you start using something else in the end game then the end game doesn't have to slowly start nerfing all of your weapons they're not doing this to exotics presently but I could actually see them doing it to exotics they don't have to nerf your izanagis they don't have to nerf your raid weapons or your raid exotics that you like taking into the raids because the raids power stays the same you can always go back in there and use those weapons they're still viable there but they're not ruining future content and therefore they don't need to be nerfed this is a problem that's existed for a really really long time that's why i want to end by saying this is improvement over sentiment they are trying to improve the game some of the most primary problems we've been dealing with in destiny since its inception has been they give you something really strong and it's so hard to unseat that weapon because it's so strong there's only so much they can do with the weapons if they keep doing what's called power creep which is well this year's raid has stronger weapons okay that's power creep now my weapons are stronger than last year then the content's easier every year they can't just keep stacking on the power this is a solution to that problem it's also a solution to the problem of aspirational loot being boring they can create stronger loot he says our hope right here our hope is that instead of having to account for a weapon's viability for forever when we create one, it can be easier to let something powerful exist in the ecosystem. And those potent weapons entering the ecosystem mean there's more fun items to pursue. That's the impetus for this change. They're going to make this change so they can give you better stuff to chase, more powerful things to chase. And power creep can literally not happen in this system. It can't. If you get a crazy strong weapon in a raid, 9 to 12 months later, it's not endgame viable. That's an antidote to power creep they can make things really really strong they get to exist as a season you know for a season of time a year of time where they're excellent and amazing and then they get sort of chopped down a peg they're no longer end game viable but you can keep using them in all the rest of the content guns got boring because they had to make them last forever and the frustration is understandable but this is necessary i get people being frustrated that's okay it means you love the game it means you love the loot if you love the game and love the loot this is going to be for your betterment it's like pruning a rosebush it's like setting a bone it's painful but it's going to allow flourishing in the game to happen there's going to be better loot for you to chase i don't think luke smith saying this is their hope this is the impetus for the change and they're going to give us a bunch of boring loot to replace our loot that they took away from us in the end game a logistical mathematical problem cannot really be concerned about your sentiment and your feelings about the weapons that you have right now this is a logistical mathematical problem when the head of the franchise comes down to tell us this is a problem it's been frustrating the game for years it's been a it's been a systemic issue with the content that we've created and the loot that we've created this is going to free up bandwidth this is going to empower us to make better stuff you can't hear that and be like yeah but my sentiment and my feelings matter more that this game needs to evolve into a system that can scale and 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 Trans, transcend each season and each year without having all these problems corrupting on each other and imploding on each other so obviously I support this I called for this for years and everybody told me I was wrong and this time 
it's good to be right because I really think this is going to help the game get better. That's not some sort of like arrogant sort of like I'm right. This is I really truly think this is for the betterment of the game, and I hope over time people sort of start to see that when they start trotting out really really cool loot that they wouldn't have been able to create otherwise. We're going to transition to Q and A as always. If you're watching this in all the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about retiring weapons that was outlined in Luke Smith's Director's Cut, the newest one that he did. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, you can always catch me live. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, you can hit the like, share, subscribe button as well as the little bell button. So we are going to jump right into these questions. We're trying to keep these at about an hour and a half, and there's already a lot of them in there. This is a spicy topic. Uh, and we welcome the disagreement and the anger. We're trying to keep things from being too negative. I think people are exaggerating quite a bit, but we're definitely engaging with people that don't agree with me, and it should be a good uh, discussion. Parasito, isn't it still possible for a 9-15 to 15 month window to still have power creep? A gun comes out, and Bungie will either have to wait until the gun's EOL or risk cool stuff being overshadowed while the old stuff stays in the spotlight, unless you make sure it's stronger every 3, 6, 9, 12 months. This is good feedback, but here's what I think is probably going to happen, Parasito. Um, they'll probably keep the loot pools in raids around the size that they are now, because that leaves room. So, for example, there the the shotgun in Garden of Salvation wasn't like a particularly good shotgun or PVE shotgun. Um, so that one could afford to have a cooler replacement in like the next season, a good rapid fire, high rate of fire shotgun could come out in sundial, for example, there's not one, but there could have been right. Oh, I'm sorry. There kind of was with the perfect paradox. And so think of it like that. Like the raid could land with like five really, really dope weapons, but that doesn't mean there can't be other weapons that follow it over the next co- you know, six months or so in all the seasons that follow. Because if they do an annual raid and the raid has really dope weapons, I'm not concerned that those weapons are going to overshadow everything for an entire year. It's okay if some of them do. I actually think that's totally fine. If like there's some hand cannon in the raid that you use literally for an entire year because nothing really comes out to unseat it, that doesn't feel like power creep to me. That feels like an aspirational reward to me. And the reason that's good is if there is a hand cannon that's not quite as good as it, but it lands in a seasonal content or in a new loot pool or something, and it's not quite as good as the hand cannon in the raid, that's okay. The more casual, more mid lane players could go for that other hand cannon and really enjoy it and really like it. It's okay to have something that kind of overshadows some pieces of the loot pool for nine months or so. That's that's what the problem is right now. We need aspirational rewards, and we don't have them. So nothing in the raid overshadows anything in the loot pool, so nothing in the raid really feels like it's worth chasing. You almost have to let raid weapons kind of do that. The other thing the raid can do is it cannot overstep. You don't need to put every single weapon archetype in the raid, so maybe there's no grenade launcher in the raid. Maybe there's no shotgun. Maybe there's no scout rifle. And then there's other places that could land. Maybe the Grand Master Nightfalls have a couple of those. Maybe there's some loot pool adjustments to Crucible or the Strikes, and there's some guns worth chasing in there that maybe they're not raid worth. Maybe they're not like at a raid level, but they're good. They're awesome. They got new perks. 
the goal here from what I can tell and what I have highlighted is they want to make stuff that's way that, that, that's more powerful and more appealing and it's really hard to do as he said when they have to think about its viability for like forever so they make everything really safe and really boring because they don't want some hand cannon or shotgun they make for Garden of Salvation to become a problem nine months down the road in new content so they put it in a very safe and predictable lane and nobody has to really test it when they make new content they're probably generally only testing exotics when they make new content Frosty Flakes with older weapons being sunset to make room for new fun more powerful loot in our uh, in your opinion what do you think is better a larger loot pool every season or a smaller yet more fine-tuned set of weapons I definitely think going for quantity isn't the answer people are like well give us vendor resets it's like well if vendor resets happen that's fine but I wouldn't say we just need to dump a bunch of junk in them sure we got a vendor reset in rise of iron but you went to every NPC and they had like one item worth chasing during rise of iron you go to new monarchy there was like one gun worth worth getting the vanguard vendor one there was maybe one gun worth getting dead orbit and future war cult each had about one gun so that's what that's the three factions in vanguard that's four npcs netting maybe four or five weapons worth getting and then all the rest of the loot in those vendors was just freaking junk that nobody wanted or cared about like what <laughs> you know what i'm saying what's it worth what five weapons per that's 20 weapons and only four or five are worth getting so 15 pieces of junk but we got a vendor reset it, yeah look at the percentage of junk that was in there it was all you go to go to the go to the crucible vendor remember the crucible vendor you had the palindrome the shotgun was a piece of garbage and all their all their guns that around that time looked like nerf guns the colors the color scheme was freaking terrible like i I just think people sometimes look fondly back there and they forget that, yeah, there was a ton of gear, but so much of it was literal garbage. Like, there was no reason to run any of it. It, was, it wasn't even that they weren't, like, good rolls. They were actually bad weapons. Yeah, then they had the Seahawks weapons. I remember that. Yeah, the Seahawk colors. So, I would say a more refined loot pool. Do a couple of weapons for the, you know, the vendors. A couple of Shacks, a couple of Zavala, a couple of Drifter. Give us some intentionality over the chase, and then we're off to the races. And then, if, if Luke Smith's aspirations about this, if his hopes about this change come to fruition, they will be worth chasing. They'll be cooler, they'll be stronger, because... They can't power creep if in 9 to 12 months they're no longer endgame viable. There's an intrinsic antidote to power creep in this system. I can't stress enough how brilliant some of the changes they're putting in the game are. Luke's, I tr- this is why I trust him with the franchise. He, he just gets it. The ability to look at such, such big, big systems and find solutions for them is I think so respectable I really do it's not easy to do that looks like I'll most definitely be going to GCX y'all are amazing it's gonna be good it's gonna be good Enviro I can't wait I'm glad to hear that loot do you think that the retirement of guns could cause a problem where it becomes harder to find groups for older content for example finding groups for a year one raid takes a long time but you can still find groups for last wish and everything after just fine is there a way to keep raids timeless since there are some of the most well designed activities in the game so I think in inside of what you're saying is the idea that well no one's going to care about a year old raid because none of that loot is end game viable anymore okay to a certain degree, 
I, I don't think you're wrong. I do think people would say that. Well, I don't care about that loot. None of that loot's endgame viable anymore. But I do think if the loot is cool enough and saucy enough and it's relevant in the rest of the game, I do think a lot of people would be like, you know what, I wouldn't mind getting some of those weapons. And if Bungie used Contest Modifier, okay, let's imagine they put Contest Modifier in Leviathan. The loot from Leviathan is still viable in Leviathan. So now they can create a raid with intrinsic perks inside inside of the raid that are good in the raid and if you were to go back in there and contest modifier was on it's like oh well the raid is 750 we're going to view you the entire time as if you're 740 so all your old guns that are lower in power they can't be infused up too high they would still be relevant in the leviathan raid and you could go for some of those cool guns you might be like you know what that one auto rifle is actually really really fun it's I, I can't take it into the new end game stuff but I can take it into strikes I could take it into the crucible I could take it into um, lower lower level nightfalls maybe not the highest level nightfalls I, you see what I'm saying like I don't know if the results gonna be it's all worthless now it's all it's all junk I don't I just don't think so I really don't as long as we have power level, old guns will just be power level capped. New guns won't automatically be made cooler or stronger. They just won't have the cap. Well, but Milo, this this highlighted paragraph, Eugene and Zach have been saying the same thing. Like, oh, they're not going to make stronger stuff. Luke Smith seems to indicate doing this will enable them to actually make the new stuff more powerful and more interesting that's the goal here the impetus of this change is they can say we don't have to keep weapons in a nice safe spot we can make more powerful loot because it's not going to have power creep they can't do power creep now they can't have a weapon that becomes outside the bell curve or, or become an outlier because it's always available it's always it's always usable so it's like no we have to keep everything samey everything's very samey they don't need to retire old guns if that's the case then this is a system that has less to do with the here and now and where they want to go. It's just like the affinity change. Everyone looks at the cost of affinity change and they're looking at the here and now. They're like, well, all my armor is 10. It's going to cost a ridiculous amount to change the affinity. It's like, it's not about that. It's about five months from now empowering you to have agency over your armor grind. The change, the quality of life change to affinity has nothing to do with the here and now. And neither does this system. This system, systematic change that he's outlining has nothing to do with your weapons now but they naturally have to do that to wash over the loot pool and have it be uniform and maybe just maybe the only way they're going to really unseat certain weapons in the crucible and in pve is to do that well you can't use that one anymore but we got all these new ones over here they got new perks they're awesome like we just said when something's already at the ceiling it's all the way up here they either make something that's exactly at that ceiling, or it gets knocked down a peg in endgame viability, so anything else they make at that ceiling is a natural upgrade. The only issue I see is that they will have to revisit every single loot pool and update the weapons, because otherwise there would be no point in playing the old content. Luke Smith seems to indicate in his director's cut that they want to revisit core activities and give you reasons to grind them, create themes in the season to fuel and funnel people into core activities. That's precisely why this change is attached to other things. He's this 
This blog post kicks off about aspirational content and he talks about season changes and weapons lasting for forever and FOMO. He talks about all of that. It's all part of the same plan. He's not talking about like individual plans here. It's all one plan. It's all one house that they're trying to build. Um, we've had some subs come in. Gareth with a brand new Prime sub. Five months from Blow Me. Thank you very much. Flame. If they're seemingly doing less FOMO in the future, uh, what do you think that implies? Less weapons, less rewards? I think less time limits on stuff. Um, so, I don't think they're going to be having this like, oh, I can't get it back. I can't get it back. You know? Oh, I can't get it now. Um, so, it's it's right now, in his mind, I think the idea of the FOMO is driving too many people to feel like the, uh, it's too late in the season or it's too late or whatever. So they're tr- if they're investing in core activities, it's not like, oh, it's going away. Um, so the goal is not to, I don't think their goal is to get rid of like rhythmic urgency, but I also think FOMO is fear of missing out. So right now, the FOMO in the seasonal format is, I better grind like crazy and get all the guns because they're going to go away. I better grind like crazy and complete my season pass because it's all going to go away. Um, So they're attempting to fix that. They're attempting to fix that so that it isn't as felt. Luke Smith basically is saying, there's going to be FOMO in the future, just a lot less of it. Or or not maybe a lot less, but he says there's going to be less FOMO in the future. Um, he's not happy with the level of FOMO. And I think that that's good. That's admirable. I think that means he's really listening to the community on these issues and trying to give people, you know, a better and more holistic system that doesn't feel like I got to grind like an insane person or I'm going to completely miss out and then I'm going to be really ticked. Um, Duckman with a brand new sub. Thank you. Genesis for real with three months of subs. Thank you guys. Welcome. If you guys sub to the channel, you get 45 emotes and no ads. So if you're sick of seeing ads on Twitch, I appreciate you guys subbing. If you guys are enjoying the show, it's like an interactive podcast. I was kind of playing this morning and grinding, but then we go into this scene and I don't play and we talk about Destiny. We debate. It's lively. It's family friendly. You can have me on at work. You can have me on around the house. Uh, You can listen and lurk, work and lurk, game and lurk. If you're enjoying the show, click the follow button and turn on notifications so you don't miss uh, miss the streams. Parasito. Could an activity-based masterwork perk be viable? If I run Garden after getting my powerful drop, a run contributes to the perk. This drives incentive to replay content and works in line with sunsetting gear. This is another system, Paris, and so I I worry that this we don't need to start spinning eight plates. Let's just get this one spinning. Let's just get this idea of sunsetting loot running and see what the results are. Ooh, there are really stronger guns and perks. Lona was right. Luke Smith made good on his promise. Uh, these guns aren't very good. Lona better take him to task for this. This is exactly what we were worried about. Like, if the next raid drops with a bunch of bleh, samey, same, same weapons, I will make a video. I'll be like, what are you guys doing? You guys, you guys, you guys made this system and these changes and you're not giving us better loot. It's all the same stuff we've always been getting. You didn't make good on your promise. I don't think that's going to happen. 
the entire impetus for the change is so they can make better, more interesting, stronger weapons. According to Luke Smith, that's the impetus. That's the reason for this change. It would be completely illogical to say, here's the impetus for the change. They make the change. Eh, but we're not going to do this. Like, why go through all that pain and frustration if they're not going to make good on their promise? It's illogical. They're going to make good on it. I promise you. There's no, that would make no sense at all. If they're not going to, if they have no plans to make good on it, then there's no reason to do it. They could just leave things as they are and just keep adding samey same weapons to chase. And this system, Paris, I don't disagree with the idea. I just don't think it's good to be like, hey, while you're at it, add this to the mix too. You know, maybe down the line they could do something like this. Hella speed. Not relevant to the topic, but do you think that they should reset our power levels? Since base is 750 now anyways, it would allow them to raise light requirements each season by more than 10. Um, Speed Razor, dude, you're crazy. He just gifted 10 subs to the community. Guys, please check the chat to see if you got gifted a sub. You get 45 emotes and you get um, and you get ad-free viewing. I'm going to reload the chat because I think he just took the leaderboard for gifted subs and it's not updating. Um, oh no, he's at, he's at 25. Dude, thank you, dude. Very, very generous. You're doing too much, man. I greatly appreciate that. Um, okay, Hella Speed, your question... I- I don't know if this is needed, alright? If it only achieves a cosmetic change, which is the number going down, it doesn't matter if the number keeps going up. Internally, Bungie doesn't really care about that. It's like, whether you're 750 or 950, it doesn't honestly matter. So, taking something like that away from people is really risky if the result is literally just a cosmetic change. Like, yeah, it, that's that's really it. The, the number's gonna change on our on our plates. I don't think it's worth going through that. It's worth going through this sunsetting change on weapons because the result will be tangibly better loot system rewards and intrinsic, you know, antidotes to power creep. You're getting an actual benefit. Are we going to get an actual benefit by chopping people's power level down? Probably not. You're just going to tick people off. Who cares if the new base for year four is a thousand? Like, who cares? That's basically a zero, right? <laughs> right? Think about it. If we go into September and we're all like basically base level 1000, like who cares? Who cares? You know what I'm saying? It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, honestly. And change like that will confuse people. Another good point. I agree. I agree. I think it would just confuse people. Like, wait, why am I 750 again? What happened? Did Bungie roll back our power? <laughs> Iron Hand. Will the diversity of weapons in the game be hurt by older weapons being removed from the current meta? No, because again, people have to remember, this is only endgame viability. This is only endgame viability. They are not, they are not taking the weapons away from you. You can still use them in most of the content. So sure, endgame meta will change, endgame meta will fluctuate, but this doesn't take away from, like the diversity in the weapon pool if anything it will probably promote more diversity because you'll be using weapons with perks that are actually cool and are actually you know interesting instead of just another weapon that's rampage outlaw you know uh, feeding frenzy swashbuckler okay those are basically the same weapon (laughs) love the conversation thank you for three months uh mr cab daddy niji wave with the weapon retirement, could elemental primaries return? I don't see why these would be logically connected. You know that I want them to return. If you've ever been here before, I really, really want them to return. I don't feel like these are logically connected, though. It, that doesn't ha- that doesn't have any bearing on us getting true elemental primaries. The kinetic energy heavy thing is just like it seems like they've doubled down on it. 
Um, using every DLC content drop from the start of D2, can we be confident that Bungie can implement enough new weapons every retirement? Yes, Milo, because this will free up developmental bandwidth. So instead of having to do new content and spend a bunch of time worried about weapon this, weapon that, test this, test that, they know there's always a bubble of weapons falling off. Always. So they can be like, we don't gotta test any of that stuff. That stuff's not endgame viable. So when we're making this new content or we're making these new weapons, we don't have to consider any of that stuff back there. It's gonna make their bandwidth get have some breathing room, free them up, and not feel like they have to... Luke Smith talked about that. They're having to constantly go back and test 18-month-old weapons. So much wasted bandwidth on that. Like, it's ancient stuff, and they're going in and having to mess with it and test it and tweak it. They don't have to do that. They gain all that bandwidth and all that time by doing this. I actually think we are going to net. We are probably going to net more weapons because of this. They're going to be able to focus on increasing, um, you know, new loot delivery. You know, they're going to be able to go to the vendors and give them new stuff because they're not spinning their freaking wheels testing 18 month old weapons and content. They don't have to do that. There's always going to be, think about it from that perspective. There's always a smaller pool of weapons that they have to test in new content, freeing them up to focus on making newer stuff. Instead of being like, okay, I got new content. I got to test these weapons and these and these and these and these and all the way back to year one. Instead, it's like, no, I only have to test this batch. It would be like, it's like a Venn diagram, right? It's always moving forward and there's some overlap and all they ever have to focus on is this circle. This is the circle of weapons that need to be tested in this content. Everything else back there is falling off. Instead of retiring items, I would prefer them to release new content that had new weapons tailored for the content and only that content. You'd be retiring weapons per se, but not in the same manner. But the problem with that just in time is, do you really want to grind for a gun that's only really worth using in the raid? How many times are you going to run the raid? And then when you're not running the raid, that really awesome gun is like, yeah, I don't need this. I think the system is significantly better than that. And you could get what you want just in time in this system they could make a really really dope gun actually make it powerful there's no danger of power creep and they could give it intrinsic perks in the raid because why the frick not in nine months it's not end game viable it would always be end game viable in that raid i think you can get what you're asking for without jettisoning this system this system could give you what you want while also making a really dope hand cannon in the raid that is great in strikes and nightfalls too Bumble 17. How would you propose solving the collection problem with pinnacles? I am currently grabbing any of the pinnacles out of my collections around my power level. Stopping us pulling them defeats the idea of collections. They've not said what they're doing with collections, so I'm not really going to speak to this. Parasito. Keeping collections in mind, I have only about five weapons per slot and about three armor loadouts that I consistently rotate through. Could my 400 build vault slots be time st- also time-stamped? If something isn't used after a month, it gets sent to collections. I don't know if you want to do something like this and make it automated because people would get confused by it, but I do think it could be a good system to let you save a gun roll and just shove it in the collections. Like, this is my god roll kindled orchid. I don't want to keep it in the vault. It's not in-game viable anymore, but I like it. It might be good to pull it out every once in a while. If there's a if there's a bounty or something that I can run in strikes and this will help me with the bounty, maybe I need to get, you know, hand cannon void headshots or something. The kindled orchid's perfect for that, and I like it. I just save it in collections. So your god roll is saved collections needs to be converted to like a quasi vault 
Justin Time says, we will see. I guess in my head, it would give people more reason to change up loadouts. I would love to feel like I really need to think about the content I'm going into to tailor myself like that. Here's the only issue I'll push back on what you're saying, Justin Time. You are right. It would have people changing their loadout, but it would start to feel like you're limiting my freedom. I got this great gun, this great loadout. I want to take it into the raid, but ultimately you're saying, well, if you really want to be truly viable and optimum in the raid, you got to run all raid gear. Uh, the intrinsic perks might do that but if it's more of like an optional thing if it really feels like you gotta run raid gear in a raid they actually don't like doing that they said that they don't like making you feel like I have to run this gear in the raid that's why they went the, the, the route of raid mods they went the route of raid mods so you could go into the raid with the armor set that you like with the stats that you like and just slap the raid mod on your freedom's not being like like infringed upon and yet you're being rewarded for grinding the raid with those mods and that extra power so maybe I want to dial back a little bit what I said maybe they could come up with raid mods for your guns see like there's no worry about power creep there because it's like those guns are only raid viable with those perks and with those mods or whatever in that raid. It's 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 another antidote to power creep. Shift into gear. With armor and now weapons having an effective endgame shelf date, what do you think, if anything, is going to take the place of truly lasting loot longevity? Ornaments or cosmetics? I I think you're asking for something that is actually not a good thing. And I know it's weird to say that in a loot-based game, but if you look at other loot-based games that have been around for as long as Destiny, they don't do this. Right? They don't do this. You don't use the same gear for two and three years. People are acting like Destiny is special. If, If you want a really, really, truly good, like long live service loot-based game they they're gonna shuffle you forward really enjoying the channel love it oh thank you adzy say not rage yeah yeah say no to rage sorry everybody does that does that make sense like i just i don't think we're (laughs) like we're not special this is not a game you only play for a year or two we've been playing for a long time and this is the way this is the way TX Blue. Destiny is special. You know what I'm saying. Like, we're not an exception to that. Uh, TX Blue. Is there a cap on how strong Bungie can make weapons? How will sunsetting weapons change anything? Wouldn't we be grinding for the same god rolls, different skins? Absolutely not. I've dealt with this multiple times today. I'm surprised you even asked this. Like, you were here during the talk and during the spicy debate. But I will answer it so it's in the Q&A. The reason that they're not going to do this is because Luke Smith says that's not the goal. I trust him. You can choose not to trust him. You can project onto this and claim it's not true. It's a ruse. They're just tricking us. They're actually not going to give us better weapons. I trust him when he says the entire impetus for doing this is our hope is that we won't have to account for weapons viability for forever and we can make something powerful in the ecosystem. And these potent weapons entering the ecosystem are more fun to pursue. Like, I trust him when he says that. If, it do- if he doesn't make good on that, we will be in the right, and we will be able to say, now hang on a minute, you said this, and we're still grinding for outlaw rampage guns. I truly, truly don't think that's the case. He mo- More than likely, he's got people on his weapon team saying, look, dude, if we could do this, it'd be awesome, the weapons would be saucy, they would be measurably more powerful and more exciting, but that's power creep. 
If nine months later it's not endgame viable, it's not power creep anymore. He's like putting a he's like he's putting a, a guardrail up. Yeah, dude, go nuts. Make really awesome weapons. And then that guardrail's like, uh-uh, no power creep. In nine to twelve months, you're not endgame viable anymore. It I every time I say it, every time I really zoom out and think about it, it is so dadgum brilliant. I really don't think they're going to be doing this. This is literally the solution to what you're talking about because truth be told TX Blue what your question posits is what we're doing right now it's what we're doing right now a new raid comes out sweet let me go chase the weapons the pulse rifle in garden salvation is a freaking blast furnace we looked at it this morning it's just a blast furnace it's just another pulse rifle with basically very similar rolls oh it feels different this one roll on it's really nice come on you are settling you are settling it's it's not raid gear it isn't we're literally doing you're positing something that's happening right now tx blue you're saying oh aren't we gonna just chase god rolls and replace the guns we already had that's literally what you're doing now like (laughs) it's like if they do this and then they don't make good on the promise, then there was no reason to do it to begin with. I can't stress that enough. I can't stress that enough. They literally are doing this because of exactly what you're positing in your question. Right now, every season, every raid, every time we go into aspirational content, we're literally grinding for weapons that are marginally different than the ones that we already have. Rapid hit. I, you guys are nuts. You are nuts if you think that's a good enough reason to go grind for a freaking raid gun. That is not a raid gun. Oh, it's got rapid hit. Are you kidding me? The efficiency, lethality, and the and the and the goodness of the weapon, blast furnace versus the the Garden of Salvation pulse rifle. It is such a marginal difference of performance. You're, you're chasing a weapon that's like it's like winner by a hair it's like slightly better that's not a raid weapon a raid weapon's supposed to feel like the fate bringer or genesis chain stiff milk do you think they will implement this to exotics or will they end up keeping this to legendaries i got news for you the real the real salt's going to fly when they do this to exotics and I'm telling you, it needs to happen there too. And boy, oh boy, am I going to get hate in the comments for that one, but I don't care. Touch of Malice and Izanagi's and Whisper are all arguments in my favor for this. And let me explain what I mean. It, exotics, as they exist, have to be really, really strong or people are like, it's not really an exotic. Look at all the exotics that aren't super strong, okay? And when they're really, really strong, guess what ends up happening? They invalidate content down the road. Touch of Malice was going to literally destroy Wrath of the Machine, so they nerfed it right before Rise of Iron came out. Why? Because when Touch of Malice was designed for King's Fall, they didn't conceive of what they were going to be building in Wrath of the Machine, and so Power Creep of the Weapon was going to ruin that raid. 
if they would have been sunsetting the touch of malice it wouldn't have mattered they wouldn't have needed to nerf it it would have been contained in time always relevant always strong always potent in the king's fall raid and instead what did they have to do they had to nerf a gun that just stopped getting used then anybody who ran king's fall from that point on just freaking run the sleeper so they they just they they nerf izanagi's they nerf whisper why because if you don't contain them in some semblance of time they're too strong they start invalidating content they're going to have to do this to exotics too and the benefit to you is it's the it's the same benefit on legendaries they can make something truly dope truly strong truly exotic because there's no danger of it corrupting future content they can make something amazing and there's no risk of power creep but I want to use this weapon for forever Lono okay guess what happens they have to nerf it and then you're angry wouldn't it be better to have a weapon that's awesome saucy crazy strong and dope and then it's always relevant in like in its context like touch of malice would have always been relevant inside of King's Fall instead of instead they nerfed touch and nobody ran it anymore if they would have sunset the touch of malice they wouldn't have had to nerf it don't you see flip the telescope around you're looking through the wrong end I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you this is the way like he's he has solved a significant problem this has been a problem since d1 power creep if we make anything really really strong we can't unseat it the only way we unseat it is we either nerf it or we just do more power creep this is the way and people are really really gonna get ticked when they start doing this to exotics <laughs> they're really gonna get ticked I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm telling you what the result can be so much better how many exotics have come out that we just kind of ignore lately who's running around with like devil's ruin and endgame content are you running around with a symmetry and endgame content I, you know I just <laughs> it'd be cooler to be like hey Izanagi's just got sunset but we got we got something really cool over here, man. And boy, oh boy, is it strong. And it can be strong because it's going to sunset in nine months. Yeah, freaking Bastion. What a joke. What a joke. But they could have made the Bastion stupid strong. That would have been okay. Right? It would have been okay. No worries. It's not going to hurt content nine months from now. It'll be awesome for a season. Crazy awesome. Meta weapon for certain pieces of content. And then kind of drifts into the background. You know? Puffaluffagus. Love that name. How do you feel about Bungie allowing raiders to regrind raid weapons to carry forward if they decide to retire old weapons? Like you can grind all raid weapons with a random. You see, this is this is something that they might do. I mean, they might go to Leviathan, like, you know, random roll of weapons and stuff or whatever, but but, this defeats the entire purpose of the change. If, uh, let's say there's a raid in September and they throw a bunch of weapons in there that have a bunch of new perks and they're really strong. They're, it's the first time in Destiny 2 they really give us, like, aspirational raid loot, okay? 
if 12 months later they sunset it all, but then they let you go back and regrind it, that defeats the entire freaking purpose of this system. This system is designed to keep things from, from, from power creep. That hand cannon can be god tier for 12 months. It, it can be god tier, but then it's okay because it's going to just rotate out, you know? You lost that debate about exotics when you mentioned the season exotics compared to the best exotics that came out last year. If we lost those great year old ones and got the seasons, it'd be like really WTF Bungie. H22 Accord, you're missing the point I was making. So many exotics that they create, especially the free ones. Listen, really track with me here. I'm gonna make. A, I'm just gonna make what I think is a really good point. Okay, really track. Seasonal exotics are high saturation exotics because they're seasonal and they're easy to get and therefore because they're not sunsetting nine months later or 12 months later they're all boring plain kind of like basic why because they would create massive power creep in the game because like everybody gets them they're not like xenophage or divinity where like it takes a a lot of work and aspirational content to, to go get them those exotics would be able to be significantly better if Bungie was designing them knowing these will rotate out in sunset in nine months. But because they can't do that, they have to keep them in this safe, boring lane. Exotics and legendaries can hit higher levels of coolness and power. They can hit way higher levels. If they know they're sunsetting, you're highlighting something that is true, H22 Accord. You are right. These weapons and exotics are pretty lame. If they sunset a bunch of these exotics, and this is what I get in place of it, that's really freaking dumb. You're right, and that's not what's going to happen. That is not what's going to happen. The whole point of this system is to do away with exactly what you highlighted. What's the point in adding those exotics anyway? What's the point of adding them when they're kind of boring and nobody really cares about them anyway? It's, it's pointless. The bandwidth and time that went into developing those guns is ultimately, to some degree, wasted. Because you're like, you're, de- you're just developing a gun that most people don't even take into the end game. It's just flashy fun and it sells DLC. I hope you're right and they can make better ones if they don't have to worry about the old amazing ones. Not only that, H22 Accord, when a developer sits down and says, I'm designing next season's exotic, and they know this is only going to last for about nine months, they can go to the other t- teams and be like, okay, what can I do with this? How, how crazy can I make this? It's got endgame viability lifecycle in nine months. How nuts can I go? And they can really push the envelope. They can't do that with a weapon they hand to everybody like candy at a parade. Like, everybody gets this. Everybody gets an Ariana's Vow. Ha-ha! Here you go! Here's a symmetry! Well, then they have to keep the gun in a pretty, pretty basic, kind of boring lane. Because it's like, that gun's good for forever, so (laughs) you can't make it very strong. Bastion's another example. You just you're giving a gun away for for virtually no effort. And so they can't make it very cool because it's like, dude, are you kidding me? If you make that that strong, it's gonna break all endgame content, and it's a super, super easy gun to get. Your level of confidence in Bungie to pull this off is pretty high. I don't mo- know, man. I'm gonna read you a question, Sasanu, that that gives me this confidence. I'm gonna read you a quotation that gives me this confidence. It's my favorite part of this blog. 
Luke Smith says, as we began 2020, much of the existential dread of will we make it out of this transition is gone. We have clarified our vision for destiny and are working toward the future with that vision in mind. For me personally, the drive home each night is not focused on will Bungie survive like before. Now it is where can destiny go and how can we get there? They have made tectonic shifts and changes to the fabric of their business structure and the game itself and they pulled it off that gives me significant confidence in the leadership and the choices that they're making you can call me a shill a sellout a fanboy an apologist i don't give a frick my record speaks for itself this gives me confidence in the future and it gives me confidence in what luke smith is promising in his director's cuts if you still are like, I don't know, I think this game sucks, I think it just continues to fail, then why the frick are you playing, right? Saint Meech. When weapons sunset, which would sunset raid weapons? Wouldn't this take away from aspirational grind of past raids, or is it possible they would reset the old raids pool? I already kind of addressed this question, Saint Meech, on how that old raid content would be still viable. Loot basically asked this question. Loot 2B essentially already asked this question. So I'm going to kind of glide over your question. I feel I've already answered it. Shane, do you think Bungie might take this opportunity to revert back to the D1 primary special heavy system? I do not think so. I do not think so. Uh, Baron of Grey Matter. If we only go up by 10 power per season and have unlimited power on the artifact, couldn't we keep these powerful weapons endgame viable well beyond their intended result of power creep? Well, the artifact doesn't really have any any bearing here, but the only going up by 10, sure. Here's the thing you gotta, you gotta remember. Let's say you have a gun that's 970, and there's aspirational content in September that's, I don't know, 1,030 or something or 1,020, and your gun is, you know, 990. So your gun's 990, and the aspirational content's like 1,020 or something. Even though your artifact can get you up there, it doesn't matter. If the gun is below the delta of the environment, you can wear a bunch of high-level armor, you can wear, your artifact can take up your level, but the gun's power directly affects its damage. So you can't, like, trick the game and be like, well, I'm 1,025 between the artifact and all my armor, and I'm only using this one low gun. It doesn't matter. The gun's power uh, will affect will affect its uh, its ability to do damage. Woods photo. Will vendor refreshes become more important as gear becomes less viable in 9 to 12 months? The hope would be, as I've said many, many times, this would enable them to give us more loot every season or at least do annual refreshes of the vendors so that, you know, we feel this sense of, oh, we're we're actually netting more loot now. Dark skills. Do you think this will change the change to legendaries? Would we could see previously nerfed perks unnerfed? If so, which ones would you like to see helped out a bit? Uh, trench barrel could get helped. Box breathing can go back to actually being a perk that matters because it's total garbage now. Um, I can't think of any others. Those are the ones off the top of my head. Parasito. Could the weapon deprecation system have an increment 
value. On release, the gun has 10 points. Every season, the number drops by X, and each activity has a threshold of usability. This way, the push for new gear gets stronger with every season, but does not invalidate old gear, almost like a hidden light level in a way. This again just feels like you're asking for another system, Paris, that I think is more complicated than just saying, this weapon's so old now you can't infuse it. And, like, I just feel that's so much simpler in ultimately achieving, it's already going to achieve what you're saying. It, like, my gun's good for 12 months. It's 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 just as good in month 10 as it was in month 6, and then all of a sudden at month 12, it's no longer infusible. So now it only, only doesn't feel that great in endgame content. It's great in the rest of the game still. This would be really, really hard to make it clear to the, like, the player what the frick is going on. It's easier just to be like, this weapon's old, you know it's old, you're not in the dark about how old it is, and it's no longer infusible. I just think it's more simple. Um, I have missed some subs, dadgummit. Um, Big Silver with four months, 500 bix from J, uh, JC Matagrali. B Nipple with 32 months, two months from Puffaluffagus. Uh, love your content, looking forward to shaking your hand at GCX. I will shake your hand at GCX. 35 months from Estimated Profit. Welcome back. That's the same effect anyway. Exactly, Praxic Thorn. I think ultimately this gets us to the same road. Like, it's like Bungie's way is the highway. It's just going to happen. It's going to get there. It's going to be clear and straight. And you're one to take all these winding roads. And we're both ending up at the same destination, which is the weapons on endgame viable after so many months. Chef Booty Filet. Would the community be more okay if the weapon retirement system was based off of the timeline each weapon was introduced? Retired Red red War rolled gear as all the content raid drops, then Curse of Osiris, then Warmine in order ETC, rather than outright giving the expiry date to our guns. That's what's going to happen though, homie. Like, Curse of Osiris weapons won't get sunset at the same time as like Leviathan weapons because they came out later. Like, it's always going to be kind of rolling forward. So guns that you got during Shadow Keep will sunset, and then a couple months later, guns that you got in Season of Dawn will sunset. And then a couple of months later, guns you got in Season of the Worthy will sunset. Don't you see? Once you get 12 months away from something, it sunsets. So when you hit the anniversary date of Black Armory, or the anniversary date of... Season of Dawn and Sundial, that is when that stuff would get sunset. They're not going to be like, shroom, everything's sunset. I'm convinced a lot of people don't know how the rotation will work. I do think so much of this, so much of the frustration is rooted in a misunderstanding of how the system's going to work. Be the flag. When's the first wave of sunset weapons? We have no idea when they're going to initiate this. My speculation is that they will either do this next season or in September. One of the two. And it'll be one first initial wave of just year one weapons. They're going to hit year one first. It's going to hurt. And then after that, it, they'll move to the next. A 12 month rotation would mean that none of the drifter weapons would be viable in two weeks. Right, I don't think they're going to do that, Eugene. I think they're going to give us a little bit of love since they're since they're introducing the system now. They'd be like, in season of the worthy, we're going to initiate this this the first time we're going to initiate this. It'll be just year one weapons. All your stuff from Forsaken and Drifter is still safe, and then when we get to the summer, 
they would hit Forsaken. And then when they get to September, they would hit like all of year two. Right? And maybe even Shadowkeep. I don't know. It's like, but they like, I don't think they're just going to, I don't think they're just going to like blast us all of a sudden. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to do it piecemeal. And they'll just do year one first. And when they do it, people will be mad. But it's not going to be like, you can still use Forsaken stuff. You can still use stuff from Drifter and Black Armory and Opulence. Like, just everybody settle down. Didn't he say 2021? I don't know when he said they would be looking to introduce this. Did he say a date? Um, I don't know. I'm looking here... Uh, in the world, in the world we're imagining, we'll have space at the top and to create power. Here's another sentence I have not been, been reading again in the world we're imagining. We'll have space at the top end to create powerful legendary weapons, right? Legendaries that are just better than other items in the classification. This is what they want to do. If you want to read this and doubt they're going to do it, he's saying that's what they want to do. They're imagining this is where they can go. This is the hope that they have. We'll be able to do that because the design space for weapons will expand and contract over time. Items will enter the ecosystem, be able to be infused for a number of seasons, and beyond that, their power won't be able to be raised. Um, He doesn't seem to say when they'll do it, though. Year four? Does he mention year four in, in this section? If it's if he if he if he's got his eyes set on year four, they would start in September, which means September could feel like the Taken King, and a lot of stuff gets knocked off the table. Uh, only an endgame, though. Only an endgame. Remember, it's not going to be as extreme as Taken King. You would still be able to use all your loot. You wouldn't be picking up like greens and blues and stuff that are stronger than what you have. It wouldn't be like that. Irish Plague. Do you feel 15 months is too long for weapon refresh? I think every three would keep it really fresh. Every three months? No. I think nine months is the sweet spot. Nine months. Not, somewhere between nine and 12 months is the sweet spot. He prefaced this entire DC with looking at year four. Okay, thank you, Ochi. So likely they'll do this in September then, and they'll probably... I feel like they would just start with year one, and then in the winter season they would go to year two. And then after that, they're on a rolling calendar. I don't know. The problem is if they get to if they get to September of this year and they only do year one, then it's not really functioning because then you got a year behind you as Shadow Keep and all that stuff's still viable. I don't know. But again, they might start out slow because it doesn't really matter until the engine's up and running. It doesn't really matter until they start introducing brand new weapons. Like the weapons you're getting in September are going to roll off nine to ten months later. Talking about a treadmill that goes nowhere? You mean like now, where you constantly grind for god roll weapons that are equal in power to the weapons you have now, so you're constantly doing lateral upgrades and not truly progressing or getting more powerful? You mean like how we have been doing for the last two years? Crimson Link. As we know, exotics are not being investigated for sunsetting, but I imagine will at some point. Do you think that this will allow Bungie to introduce Galia into Destiny 2, knowing it might eventually sunset? This would allow it to be powerful, especially since, as we know, rockets are kind of neutered currently. Thanks for taking the time to answer. I'm telling you right now, they're going to do exotics, and they're boiling the flaw. They're trying to boil this frog slowly in the water. So he kind of introduced the notion, right, right down here. We are not applying this to exotic weapons at this time. We want to iterate on the legendary ec- ecosystem first. First, meaning exotics will happen second. <laughs> Listen, 
if they if they swing too hard, everybody everybody's already angry, and he he he's he's obviously letting you know, like, yeah, that, that those will probably happen too, um, and that's okay. The game is evolving, evolve or die. If you think Destiny can continue to be the exact same way that it's always been, go back and compare Taken King to now. Go back and compare Rise of Iron to now. They've made significant changes and all these adjustments and all these in all these evolutions because that's what games have to do if they're going to continue to survive as a live service game. Evolve or die. Folks just kind of need to get over it, you know? You just, you got to evolve with the game. And if not, if the game gets to a place where your sentimentality and your back's not being scratched, then, I mean, at that point, you have to decide whether or not you want to continue playing. But ultimately, I think this is going to be for the game's good, and we're going to get better loot because of it. Nathaniel. They say not applying to exotics at this time, and I've seen people freak out about that. Do you think that they would apply the weapon change? Yeah, we just talked about this. Uh, Hawks fan. With regards to our earlier discussion to improving Nightfall exclusive loot drops, generosity with the new changes coming, would the return of skeleton keys be viable? Something like that would be a pretty good choice, yes, because they think they are going to have to give you some intentionality and generosity in certain loot pools, because if the loot's going to not be endgame viable nine months later, you don't want to take four months to get the frickin' weapon. That's kind of dumb. Must feed Saucy with seven months. Welcome back. Flame with the next question. Do you view this as the first time they're seemingly angling the game toward hardcores? A casual once a week player who doesn't have time to grind god rolls uh, will get left in the dust come hard content and nightfalls each week. No, I don't agree with this. I don't think so. No. No, because to act like a casual player isn't going to have any loot for endgame content, what? How? Now, they might not have a bunch of god rolls, but since when do you need a god roll to go into endgame content? Like, you don't. Like, they don't make god... Now, they might start making god rolls that strong. That is true. I mean, with this system, if they do start truly making really, really powerful weapons, but if a casual is only playing a couple hours a week, they're not concerned with the endgame. You guys are doing this again. You're creating phantoms. You're creating phantoms. You're creating something that doesn't exist. Who's playing a couple hours a week while also simultaneously really wanting to go into 980 content or Grandmaster Nightfalls or raids? Who are these people? Who, who are they? Right? And if they maintain generosity and loot intentionality, they will have weapons to go in there with. They're not going to be running in there with a bunch of junk blue weapons. Like, they're not going to be like, well, I can't go in there. Listen, it goes hand in hand. It goes hand in hand. If they're powerful enough to go into the Nightfall, they've been playing enough to have loot to go in there with. Like, freaking think about that for a second. You have to be a certain power level to go into aspirational content. If you've been playing enough to be powerful enough to go into that content, you're going to have loot to go in there with. Like, you see what I'm saying? You'll have weapons. If you're leveling up and you're and you're and you're trying to get to the place where you're strong enough to go in end game content, you'll have loot. You'll be fine. TX Blue. How would you feel if enemies evolved over seasons to match our strength? Would that give Bungie some room to make stronger weapons? No, this is a, this is the exact problem of power creep. Bungie can't keep just turning the knob up on content. Oh man, power creep and the weapons, frick. And they just keep like dialing up the weapon, the enemy's power. This is exactly why they don't want to have power creep. 
This is why they're creating this system. Because they, like, you're basically saying, hey, Bungie, can you constantly comb over the entire game and do all this testing and all these, all these uh, simulations of content that already exists so that my weapons can keep getting stronger? He literally talks about that in here. They have to be freed up to not constantly have to test old weapons. You're creating a system where they constantly have to test old content. Lightleap says that's how we ended up with reckoning. Right, they had to create content that was just so absurd in its in its like rhythm of enemies because we had so much power. This is not the answer. You're basically asking them to spin their wheels. Look at what you're doing. I'm going to give you the the image here. You're asking the weapons team to create so much power that the testing team has to test so much more. Yeah, just keep creating power, more power, more power, more power. And then the testing team's like, Jiminy Frick, we're going to have to raise the power level of enemy health bars and attack of the enemies. Everything's got to go up. We got to do eight times the amount of work now. No, they don't need to do that with this system. They're not going to spin their wheels testing every strike, every major, every boss. And people are like, people are like oh you you're putting words in people's mouth they're not gonna have to do that yes they would luke smith talks about that in this director's cut having to test things that are ancient why do they need to test it homie they can't just go in and turn a knob somewhere that says give all the enemies more health it doesn't work do you remember okay do you remember that the saber strike when it had the right modifiers the opening of the strike was harder than the boss fight why because they added a bunch of modifiers that were not properly tested for every engagement so the opening to the saber strike was a thousand times more hard than the actual boss fight itself because if it was arc burn and specialist you could literally get one shot by wire rifles they have to test if they're going to make these sort of systematic delta damage health changes there's not just some knob somewhere they can turn and be like yeah we don't need to test it you need to test it. And people can take their shots and their jabs and be like, yeah, a test team? You think they actually test their game? <laughs> yeah, they do actually test their game. It's a, it, it's a five-year franchise with over a million players a day and the constant flow of content. Yes, they test their game. Like, glitches and bugs don't mean they don't test their game. Breadline boy. Could this new weapon ethos bring more diversity in beating raid bosses? Surely we should have more free reign to use whichever weapon we like within reason. Well, to a certain degree, there's something we haven't even considered, like raid efficiency could come down to using the new raid weapons or using the new perks or new loadout options instead of just being like, hey, everybody stand here and use this really, really strong exotic, right? I want new untested content. You're not going to get it. That's an asp- that's 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 like that's a wish that will never be granted. So there's no sense in wanting it. I, you know, I want I want endless money to fall into my lap in my backyard. It's not going to happen. But no company's going to do that. Here's a bunch of new untested content. Here you go, guys. Have fu- they're not going to do that. That is I don't want to be mean, okay? I'm going to talk about it from another way. If they were to do that, that is dumb. That's dumb. Why would a company do that? 
Here's a bunch of untested content. <laughs> this could be great. More work for us down the line. Here's a bunch of untested content. Homie, that's dumb. They're not going to do that. Why would they do that? And then if they did that, are, are you going to give them praise for that? Be honest. Oh, man. Good job, Bungie. We're, man, dude, untested content. What a brilliant idea. This is great. <laughs> Come on. They get shredded for it. No one would give them praise. Can you believe it, guys? Look at this. Look at this. Look at all this untested content. <laughs> it's a disaster. It's a disaster. What, what bravery, dude. <laughs> what ingenuity. How did no other company ever think to do this? It's, it's so smart. Because it's dumb. That's why nobody's ever done it. <laughs> He's not a troll. I'm not feeding a troll. He's not a troll. American Rocks. We were talking about the inactive player who takes months to acquire gear, but also wants to raid. If the inactive raider acquires gear after nine months and the end game activity fades out of the end game, wouldn't that inactive raider still be able to use his newly acquired non-end game gear for the old raid he was looking at? This is not a question. This is just used. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like that's what I already said that. Like it's still it's still viable in that threshold of power. Golden. Do you think Bungie needs to make other systemic changes besides the retirement system to weapons, perks leveling, slot leveling, and other changes can you think Bungie can make? We haven't even considered this. Right? We haven't even considered this. More mods, more customization, like a couple more mod slots, things like that. That's no worries. Yeah, it's no worries. There's no power creep now. (laughs) Like, that's fine. You can actually create really strong weapons. And they'll be strong within their ethos and within their ecosystem of that endgame content that we make. And then I don't got to worry about that freaking weapon in nine months when I design a new piece of content. Yeah, it's saucy. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that mod combination's crazy. But doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter to me. I'm designing content for the next ecosystem, for the next ethos. It's always rolling forward. You don't have a weapon that's like ruining content down the line. Like exotics being nerfed is all the proof you need that when they create really strong stuff that lasts for forever it ends up getting nerfed like which is worse which is worse compare two worlds with me for a second you get a really strong weapon like Izanagi's that ends up invalidating you know future content or operating outside of a bell curve and it ends up needing nerfed and everybody gets angry that their really strong weapon is suddenly nerfed okay that's presently what's been happening for five years. So you got that reality. What about a reality where it's okay that that thing is really strong, right? It's okay that that thing is is really strong because eventually it's not endgame viable. So they never have to nerf it. They never have to take your power away, right? I, which is better? <laughs> which is better? Because if you like nerfs, which generally the vibe I get from this community is they don't like nerfs. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Izanagi is due to a bug not to being too strong. That's not true. The Izanagi is being nerfed, not because of a bug. The the reload thing is not why it's so strong. It's burst damage without an exploit is still outside the bell curve. Whisper was in the same camp. The same thing happened with the Touch of Malice. Like, these weapons were going to start to ruin future content. And they were like, we can't have that. So they get nerfed. Like... (laughs) 
to me it's like they've been doing this for years and no one's really caught on that like yeah you know every nine months or so every 12 months they have to nerf a bunch of exotics why because they're trying to make new content butt wipes what sort of aspiration weaponry would you like to see do you feel like this is upcoming weapon change to allow for more volatile meta I don't have a I don't have a wish list of weapons I don't do that I never have done that I never like well I want to see this and this perk I don't I don't do that zippy with weapon retirement on the horizon do you think this will make pinnacle ritual weapons uh, as desirable as they once were why not if it's strong and awesome are you going to try and tell me with a straight face as a destiny fan you're not going to chase something that's strong and awesome yeah but in 12 months Lono I won't be able to take it in end game okay okay good choice don't use a really awesome strong weapon for a, an, a literal year don't use it for a year because eventually it won't be good anymore what <laughs> come on no one's going to do this if you're literally not going to chase a weapon and refuse to use a weapon for an entire year because eventually it's not going to be end game viable I don't know what to say to you. I don't. That seems insane to me. It's a loot-based game. You don't want to chase loot, because eventually the loot won't be as good as other loot. Why play then? You want everything to be this static, samey mess that it is now? Like, what? The real sticky. If because of this change, they will be able to create more powerful weapons, won't they possibly become a problem in regular PvP because lower light is not an issue? Power creep could be an issue in regular PvP. Well, keep in mind, okay, keep in mind that this is not a system that will completely remove the need for balance. Like, they're going to have to have, they're going to have to have balance. They, they can't just be reckless and be like, yeah, dude, hand cannon. It's one tapping in the crucible. Ha <laughs> ha! Woo! Uh, it's going to sunset, and it won't be able to do that in trials in nine months, but I guess we'll just leave it. No, they'll still do balancing. They'll still do nerfs and buffs. But the key here, I think, is that in endgame content that can make something that's like saucy and spicy for a whole year and then it's not and then the new end games like nope that stuff can't come in here and it's a good thing that it can't come in here because the new content's going to be more structured around x y and z and the new loot and the new guns the new theme remember what he talked about themes right and then you're off to the races you're chasing new stuff and it's like you're not feeling this sense i also think a lot of what he's talking about when he talks about this he's talking about pve right when all this whole section right here about legendary weapons and up here like we could create top end powerful legendary weapons that are better and you know end game viability or whatever I I don't honestly think he's talking a lot about PvP here I really do think he's talking about um, PvE he doesn't say it specifically but like it's just the language that he's using is like he's not really talking about PvP now sure trials can have really awesome end game aspirational loot and here's the real ticket here's the real ticket they can make really, really strong guns for trials. And what if there are perks that only are active or useful in the game mode of trials? 
So, when those weapons are no longer meta nine months later because power-enabled trials and the endgame viability system starts to work in harmony and those guns get kind of shifted out of the trials meta, they're not going to break regular Crucible if a source of their power and a source of their appeal is only related to trials. Does that make sense? It's like a perk on a gun in Vogue. It helped with Oracle Disruptor. So it was always it was it was always good in in there. They could create perks like that that are only really good in trials. And so there is a meta that will emerge and then 9 months later it's like you can't infuse those trials weapons anymore. There's new trials weapons to go for. There's a new meta on the horizon. Keeps things fresh. Grrrlican how do you feel about the idea of reversal of fortune on revoker loads of bullet ba- I'm not reading questions like this it's just your suggestion is the reason any advice for someone who really gets turned away by the negativity in the community it's hard to keep up to date with everything without any of the forums but at the same time the negativity keeps me away this feels like a pretty significant overstatement why are you going to the forums to stay up to date on the game read the Bungie blog follow Bungie read their twitter posts read Luke Smith's blog and you are informed you don't need to read the forums to stay informed. You need to read Bungie's blog to stay informed or hang out here or watch YouTube. Like, I feel like you're creating a, a, a weird narrative here. Like, well, the only way for me to stay informed is to hang out and Reddit in the forums. No, that's not the, that's honestly not even the, the best, <laughs> the best place to stay informed. Honestly, if you don't have time to watch me or my videos, or folks that are really informative like Datto or Cacus or something or Astacross or uh, or Fallout Plays, very, very good and informative uh, YouTubers. Mesa Sean, you know, these are guys that can, can kind of make a 10-minute video for you to kind of keep up to date on the changes. If you can't watch those videos, that's fine. That's understandable. If you can't watch my videos. Uh, yeah, Houndish would be good too. You could, you could literally just go to the Bungie site and read their blog posts. Follow Cosmo, follow Dylan, follow Deej. They respond to the community. You'll stay very informed if you do those things. Truth be told, out of all the places you can go to stay informed, the forums and Reddit are probably the absolute worst place to go. Because it's more of just a bunch of people saying, here's what I like, here's what I don't like, here's what could change, here's what maybe not, blah, 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 blah. And it's just a bunch of community feedback. You talk too much nerd stuff, Lono. Boo can't watch you. You can watch my videos. No, don't watch Gamma Trap. It, he's just such a washed up artist. Don't watch. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Pixel Pusher. Do you think Exotic Catalyst will have to be retired since they double exotic weapon testing? Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. Uh, Remy's. Do you think that the more unique perks on legendary exotic weapons will feel less exotic? Oh, I understand your question. Well, I think that's why exotics will eventually get the sunsetting treatment so they can actually push the lever really high on an exotic knowing that it won't be around for forever. I know people don't like that, but you'll probably get better exotics. Look at all your exotics now. How many of them are truly worth using in the endgame? How many of them are truly powerful and exotic? Most of them just sit in the freaking bin. Exotic armor. We didn't even think about that. I mean, they could make exotic armor that's truly awesome. They might not sunset exotic armor though, because exotic armor kind of gets intrinsically woven into your build in a different way than like a gun does. I mean, Izanagi's definitely got woven into people's builds, but we always overcome those changes. 
Saint Meech. Why do you think they're waiting until next year to implement sunsetting weapons? Is it possible they need to focus on balancing the game more? No, I don't think they want to tick everybody off any more than they already have. Gab. Talking about something else, still from the director's cut, do you think Luke's mention of the patrol ones being too easy as a reference towards world tiers or heroic patrol zones? Um, maybe he was also talking about core activities and things that happen in the, in the, in the public space that we have to work on together, which feels more like a hint towards escalation protocol style activities than world tiers. Um, I don't dislike the idea of world tiers. World tiers are just dangerous in a peer to peer game because I could go be very, very lonely at world tier three because nobody in my region's doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's just weapons in Viro. He specifically heads the thing up as weapons forever. Like, being able to use weapons forever is a problem. Funk the Buddha. Do you recall a weapon in D1 that you were sad to leave behind? And what in Fatebringer? Other than Fatebringer? Oh, you frick. Um, Vision of Confluence. I loved it. It was the only one I could get in the uh, Vault of Glass for like a really long time. And I loved it. It was like my primary for a super, super, super long time. I missed it. I did. I missed it when I couldn't bring it forward. That's why I liked Vision, uh, Treads Upon Stars. Treads Upon Stars was like a uh, like a red and black uh, Vision of Confluence. Vision just felt real crispy. It just felt good. There's just something nice about it. Um, so that one was that one was hard to leave behind. TK Lotus, off topic. But would you recommend trials to have farmable loot? I'm actually not going to let off-topic questions because there's too many. Sorry. There's way too many questions for me to allow off-topic questions right now. We did a lot of trials talk yesterday. You can go watch the talk and Q&A if you'd like. It is on YouTube. Straight reaping. Uh, I may have missed it, but what's this mean for pinnacle weapons? They're going to get sunset. I'm sorry. They are. Um, Squall. So what's going to happen to pinnacles? You guys are asking the same question back to back. Uh, law enforcer Luke didn't bring up the artifact could I grind my artifact high enough to allow me to offset the non-infused weapon no we already explained this that's okay you probably submitted your question before you heard the explanation I can use I can use like right now okay I could go into content and use a bunch of 950 armor and my artifact and raise my power level significantly and then I could bring with me a 750 weapon and I start shooting enemies if, if I'm at a delta around like 850 or something well what's this I'm way over 850 what is this I'm wearing a bunch of 950 loot yeah your gun's 750 you idiot the guns me me idiot not you Lono you idiot your gun's 750 the gun being 750 shooting 850 enemies is going to do less damage the gun's level affects its damage now not just your overall power level that's something that I think a lot of people don't know Titan Skater. When do you think these weapons will uh, change? I, th- I think people are speculating September. Uh, Hawksman. Do you feel like 9 to 15 months is too long to keep certain older weapons? I feel 6 months is perfect. No, 6 months is a little too low. I think 9 months is good and I'll tell you why. Right? 9 months gets me through all of the seasons. So like as I get to the summer season, I'm having to let go of some stuff because it's because well no. No no no, yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Everything I get in Shadow Keep, I can use in winter, spring, and summer. Perfect. And at the end of that nine months, here comes the next here comes the next year. Here comes the next September DLC. It's perfect. 
Now the question would be, is it nine months from the end of the season? Which means you'd be able to go through the the three months of spring. The three months of the three months of winter, spring, and summer is nine months, right? So that had to be twelve. Unless the, unless it starts at the end of the last season. So like you get to the end of Shadowkeep and they're like, okay, the nine months starts now. Your weapon is now going into next season with a nine month countdown. So you get the three months in winter, the three months in spring, and the three months in summer. If it's if it's if it's basically twelve months, it's the same thing, right? Everything I get in Shadowkeep lasts through winter, spring, and summer. And then when I get into the next September DLC, Shadowkeep stuff falls off. But my winter stuff from Season of Dawn doesn't fall off. That falls off when I get to the winter season a year later. Spring season a year later. It's always rolling. Like, some stuff's rolling back. And that gives you that incentive to chase the new stuff. Like, oh, I've got some gaps in my loadout now. Claw Killer. Couldn't we just use what we are using now because the power bonus from the artifact already answered this question. That's not how it works. Fortress Wailed. What if Bungie allowed players to choose one weapon to allow level to the current content? This completely invalidates changing the entire system because most of the weapons that you're using right now are part of the problem. They're just all like you're corrupting their entire intention here, Fortress. So let's say there's a raid in September of 2020. There's some God tier, super strong weapon that you love and you pick it every time. Well, you're, you're creating the exact problem they have because you may pick the hand cannon. I may pick the auto rifle. Somebody else may pick the pulse rifle. Guess what? You just perpetuated the problem because now 12 months later when they're creating end game content, they have to test all these great weapons they gave us instead of saying, nope, none of them can come forward. You're corrupting the entire aim of the system with your suggestion. It sounds like, oh, but it's only one, Lono, it's only one. Yeah, and you would pick one, and I would pick a different one from you, and this guy would pick a different one from both of us, and you're creating and perpetuating the exact same problem they're trying to solve, which is when they create endgame content 12 months later, they don't have to test all these weapons that they made really strong because they're naturally invalidated in endgame content, so they're naturally not able to have power creep. You're, You're sneaking in power creep by doing this. Ragin' Jason. So do you think that it's okay for us to have to be on a constant grind to get the roles that we desire or should Bungie find a way for desirable roles to be more accessible? I spent a lot of time grinding for weapons with an ideal role, but if there's going to be a timer on it. I feel like I won't be motivated to grind it. I think that's a strange perspective. If it takes you an entire, you know, season or two months of, um, let's just say season of dawn. Okay. It takes you two months to get the line in the sand that you want. It's a linear fusion. Okay, it takes you about two months. So when January rolls around, you finally get the line in the sand that you want. In December of that same year, line in the sand gets endgame viability restricted, so it's no longer infusible. Okay, you can still use line in the sand in 90% of the content, and you can't take it in endgame. To say, oh, I don't want to chase that loot, because in 10 or 11 months, I won't be able to infuse it anymore... I, I have zero ability to empathize with that sentimentality. That is a weird sentimentality to me. It's just weird. Like, most people's vaults are full of stuff from Black Armory and Opulence that they're not freaking touching. And to be like, no, I should be able to infuse that for forever. I'm going to be really angry, and now I don't want to chase any of it. You can only... You're, you're generally clustering around a group of weapons anyway. 
all the time and you're usually clustering forward already Peter Iliak it's possible that another reason for this new system is so that Bungie no longer has to test a weapon that isn't under develop that, that isn't already under development assuming they create about a year in advance the I think we've already said this today, Peter. I think it's even contained in the blog post. Yes, this is the idea is they don't have to constantly test really old weapons when they make new content. Smoky Gaming. Do you think that with weapons leaving in 9 to 15 months, it will motivate people to try new weapons and move the meta around instead of sitting on a nation of beasts for over a year because I had no motivation to use it, but it was viable at any time, so just stick to optimal loadouts. I think the reason the system's going to work is because the people that live in the end game are the people that typically come over optimization and, and optimum DPS and really having really awesome loadouts. And they're going to naturally be like, okay, what's new? What are the new perks? What are the new ways to maximize DPS? To the more casual player that just wants to use a breakneck for all time in their lost sector or their public event or strike, you know, daily engaged play, they're not going to worry about this. Generally, the people at the tippity top are the ones that do this, and so I think it's going to work. You, so many freaking questions. We're going to have to start limiting how many questions can be submitted per user, um, I think, because some of you guys submit like five, and when 10 people submit five questions, that's 50 of the 111 questions. I'm going to have to start limiting you guys to one or two questions. Fapperhorn. Okay, I'll buy into your theory, Lono, despite me being in a different camp, but do you think they'll make the RNG favorable to get these new weapons we've already addressed this they can't have like a six month you know grind for you to finally get mind benders right if it takes you six months to finally get your mind benders and then three months later it's not viable that's not a good system so they do need to increase intentionality and generosity in some pockets of the game not all sundial was insanely generous but I would say they do need to increase intentionality uh, and um you know, and and intentionality and generosity, because um, in general, uh, that would be the biggest problem. Earning earning a mind benders is 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 a, is a serious issue, right? It's just like one of those things where that they, they're not they're not gonna be able to do that. They're not gonna be able to, to you know have you wait that long to get it and then be like, yep, yeah, it's not viable. You know, a couple months later, so drop rates have got to be looked at. And in some pockets of the game, Sundial was super, super, um, you know, sorry, I was wanting to look in, I'm getting an email back about the Ori thing. I guess, can we just look into it I submitted to the contest figured we may have strings to pull um this is a unique uh game for me um so I'm being a bit uh um what would be the dreamy about it? <laughs> I'm being dreamy about it, dude. Uh, so, sorry. Um, yeah, I already addressed this. The drop rate thing. Sorry, I gotta respond to this stuff now or it won't happen. Uh, Ecal the Great. With the seasonal format dropping, seasonal activities as a focus in year four, how do you see the community reacting next year? Uh, Kizza was six months. Thank you and... Donald Ennett with five months. I didn't thank you for years. Yeah, the seasonal change 
the seasonal change I think is going to be met with probably mixed feelings uh, there's two things that'll be said there'll be people that are like I like this because the content doesn't come in and go away there'll be people that celebrate that but then there'll be the people that are like it's just a bunch of reskins um, and with respect I kind of don't care about those folks anymore I, the, the negative naysayers that always pull the reskin criticism out I kind of have them on mute in my brain I just don't listen to them anymore you know you know those people. Every time you go in the room, you're like, hey guys, we're going to do this really fun thing. We're going to have a pizza party. And they're like, yeah, but the pizza's probably going to be cold by the time it gets here. Yeah. Come back in you know, a couple days later. Hey guys, we're going to do this really cool thing, man. We're going to go camping. Yeah, I looked at the forecast, so it's probably going to rain though. Yeah. I just don't listen to these people anymore. Like, I just don't. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Like, I really legitimately don't care about your opinion. Like, it's just a weekend. Okay. Okay, don't play then, you know. I The reskin stuff just doesn't bother me anymore. It's tired and worn out and always exaggerated. Like, I'm just, I don't care anymore. Dougie Fresh. Hey, Lono, I think the artifact mods were the first attempt to get us to use new weapons overload on ARs. How might that change the sunsetting weapons? I don't know how they're going to synergize this with the, with the, with the artifact. Uh, Mick Solo says... What weapons are you most bummed about retiring in the future or since we don't know if they start? I don't really care. I like like I've been calling for this so I'm not bummed about it. I'm excited about this. I know people get tired of me saying like I predicted this so I called this, but like I've been arguing for this literal system for like years. I to the T, like to the exact description. I said eventually the one time I said, I said whoa, eventually I said um, have a gun that can no longer be infused and I said you could still use it in other content it would still be worth worth using but you couldn't take it into places like the raid like I, I literally described the system like to a T in past videos I'm totally fine with it I'm not tooting my own horn I'm telling you why I don't care I'm happy I'm not going to be like oh my such and such gun I'm like no I advocated for this system I'm happy that they're doing it uh, attitude adjuster. We're going to start going really fast. With the weapon changes inevitably coming, do you think that it'd be a good time to make it so we have to level up perks on weapons like in D1? I don't think this is needed. No. Uh, Skycloud. I'm personally excited for these changes, but this new system requires a constant rise of py- light power. If I recall correctly, correctly, you said you were against the current pinnacle grinds. Do you have any thoughts on this? Do you think keeping those grinds is an acceptable trade-off for you? Well... <laughs> Think about it like this. I said that I was okay with level bumps on an annual basis, but every three months making people do really, really big power bumps is kind of dumb. And this achieves that. Every 12 months, they'll be like, a swath of your weapons are dropping off, and there's a really, really big power bump. And guess what that does? That big power bump in September takes care of virtually all the weapons from the last year whenever it's their time to not be infusible. So, weapons you earned in... Weapons you earned in Shadowkeep... Oh, I guess that's not true, because I guess you could take the weapons from the winter season and infuse them really, really high during the September season. Yeah, see, I don't know. It might be a little bit slower season to season then. You'd feel this the most painful at the annual DLC because the annual DLC would be like, time to level up, and you level up. And in leveling up, you really leave behind like your Shadowkeep weapons. But if you're smart, 
you can infuse your weapons from season of dawn and if and if the and if the the winter season this year is like a marginal bump like they've been doing you're not going to really feel any pain there you're like these are still within the delta the real trick would be probably to do a 20 bump every season wouldn't 20 be enough to invalidate the weapons right so if you go into the winter season this this year and you have your loud lullaby for example and your loud lullaby is 1050 let's say they just bump us to 1050 that season that's as high as we can go 1050 and if the winter season goes up to 1070 and your loud lullaby can't your loud lullaby just got invalidated for end game content is it 40 Eugene it would need to be 40 or 50 20 is not enough okay so we're talking about maybe then and this is something that Paul Tassi always advocated for a 50 bump every season you do about a hundred bump every year and then you do a 50 bump every season um they might have to go back to that listen I'm willing to sacrifice some of my sentimentality and viewpoint here if it's for the greater good of the game I don't like having to level up every season, but if leveling is super fast and streamlined the way that they've done it, like leveling up in Shadowkeep was a freaking joke. So if in the winter we have to level up 50 levels, but it's pretty fast and it only takes me like a week or two just kind of playing the game and getting drops, I'm fine with that. If it effectively gets this system to work where all of a sudden my Season of Dawn stuff is not endgame viable and they're introducing really new cool powerful stuff in that season, I'm totally fine with that. The power grind can come back. It can come back, be pretty streamlined, not that difficult, the way that they did it in Shadowkeep, and it subsequently helps them sunset weapons every every 9 to 12 months. Mr. Jefferson, why not retire all weapons aside from exotics entirely and then have us get new stuff each season? Well, you're talking about a Herculean effort. They would need to basically delete, not, not delete, but invalidate a, a ridiculous amount of weapons which would really tick people off and then they have to add an equal amount of weapons this is going to be a rolling thing so it's not going to be as challenging Gurdum, Gurdum or something if they can retire weapons won't they be able to build better raid encounters since that literally every gun won't be available well the raid encounters wouldn't necessarily need to be built around the every weapon everywhere at all times they would be able to do it in a way where it's like like think about what happened with the you know the the really really strong exotics they had uh they they had it set up in a way where it's like the izanagi's comes in and just becomes the go-to weapon so you, you you would definitely not want to feel like oh well we got to make a we got to make a raid and we got all these weapons all these exotics all these legendaries that have to be considered but like no we only have to consider this amount of weapons so they could make raids feel a little bit harder because you'd be like dude this would be so much easier if I just had X Y Z weapon yeah well it got sunset you got to figure it out you know like how much easier would Wrath of the Machine have been if they wouldn't have nerfed Touch of Malice as an example they effectively sunset touch of malice we went into rise of iron and touch of malice just really wasn't worth running anymore outside of the sisters engagement outside of the person running the relic because they could keep orcs's chest open like they they effectively sunset touch of malice and it was kind of that that's a perfect example of what i'm talking about it's like they kind of had to do that TV spike. Do you think nine to twelve months starts next season, or are we on a rotation for two weeks? Uh, 
do you think the 9 to 12 months starts next season? Oh, probably going to start in September. Moroi. Shouldn't retiring weapons be player choice? There's tons of stuff that I don't use because I found something better. Uh, no, he outlines to read this entire blog and be like, yeah, but it should be up to the player. I think it's just to put your head into the sand. He is saying and being transparent and saying this system is needed. We can't do what we want to do. The weapon system can't breathe. There's too many weapons. We can't create super powerful weapons or super, you know, we can't create powerful legendary weapons because they have to be around for forever. If you read this and you come to the conclusion that, no, I don't think so. It should be up to me. I don't think you've grasped, you've not grasped what he's outlined. You're just putting your head in the sand and being like, nope, I want to be able to use my weapons for all time. Uh, Chef Booty. I'm not sure I understand the reasoning behind bringing back Faction Rally armor for us next season with the addition of a couple of weapons. Why not uh, just have said no and leave it at that? Or better yet, just reintroduce the Faction Rally ornaments? This is just your opinion. I, they like to bring back loot that people like. I mean, they're just they're putting it into the loot pool. You're just saying you think it's a bad idea. It's not really a question. Since Bungie will be constantly rotating old weapons out and new weapons in, what will they need to prevent from I'm just regrinding the same guns? This has been addressed numerous times today. It's right here. In the world we're imagining, we'll have space at the top end to create powerful, legendary weapons. I love you, but read the frickin' blog. Like, he says what they want to do. He's he, The answer to your question is in the blog. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but you guys are asking questions or taking positions on Reddit or forums or Twitter, and it's like you don't even understand what the blog says. It clearly says their intention here is to not do this and then just give you the same guns with the same perks. Like, just grasp what he's saying in the blog, please. Like, it's getting a little exhausting answering questions that are seemingly uninformed by what we're actually talking about. Gab. Uh... When we when they leave weapons behind, shouldn't they add new Vanguard weapons and iron? Yeah, I mean this is probably gonna have more vendor refreshes in mind, I would hope. Again, he said core activities are gonna be getting more attention. I believe that would be NPCs as well. Um uh, nineteen ninety seven, I don't know what that says. Um I generally think this is a good thing for the game, but doing this essentially means nobody will run content for weapons that are retired. False. Not true. No way. Do you think this is an issue with weapon retirements? No, it's not. We've already addressed this today. No one's going to look at a really strong, awesome weapon and be like, I don't want it. Why? Well, in 12 months, I can't take it in endgame content. What? You can enjoy it for 12 months. Why would you not do that? Like, who's going to do that? Again, the highlighted sentence... This is going to allow them to create powerful legendary weapons. They'll be new. They'll be different. They'll be stronger, right? That's not what he's saying. What? I don't understand. I generally think this is a good thing, but doing this essentially means nobody will run content for weapons that are retired, which could cause some problems with match-made content and trying to go for old seals and triumphs. Okay, here's the thing. I... I don't know if this is a problem because we don't know if they're going to attach old seals and triumphs to, uh, I don't know, an old raid. This is such a fringe problem. Like you're gonna you're gonna worry about what? So you're we we got to go so far into the future for your question. Let's th- let's really think about what you're asking. You're asking about somebody a year and a half to two years from now going back for a seal or a triumph in like an old raid or something, like I. What? 
This isn't a problem. This is not an like. So in a year and a half to two years, someone's like, "Well, I'd go back for those triumphs and those seals and those raids that are two years old, but no one's really running it." You're saying match made, sure, but I don't know. I think people are just reaching to create problems. That's not a problem. That's not a normative, common problem. A new player, suck it up, man. If you're a brand new player and you miss out on a triumph or a seal from two year old content sorry it's a live service game like that's the way the cookie crumbles I don't know what other statement to say suck it up buttercup like what do you want them to do they have to keep the game relevant all times and everywhere every iteration every season every year so in 2022 a new light player can be like dude this game sucks because I can't go back to an ancient two year old match made piece of content to get a seal and a title This is a non-issue. Funk the Buddha. Do you feel that sunsetting weapons provides a more efficient balancing mechanic than having to alter the sandbox they've been doing recently? This is exactly what I've been trying to get at. As I mentioned with Izanagi's and the Touch of Malice. As examples. Those aren't legendaries. I can't wait for people to say that in my in my comments on YouTube. This guy just keeps mentioning Touch of Malice and Izanagi's. They're not even legendary weapons. No. They're examples of really, really strong weapons that exist and end up getting nerfed because they're not sunset. And as he says right here, they want to create powerful legendary weapons, and they can do that if they get sunset 9 to 12 months later. I can't wait for people to make that misconnection in the comments. People do that all the time on YouTube. They completely misunderstand my point and then go off on some tangent about how I'm ignorant. This guy just keeps mentioning exotics. I, I look forward to reading those comments. Ghost Thief. Do you think this will encourage new players to come in since they won't have to go into older content to engage with and compete in the end game? Well, right. Like, this is a thing we haven't even thought about. I mean, the guy was like, uh, you know, the guy was saying, what about people that want to get seals from two years ago or something or old content? Well, to a certain extent right now, if you want to run meta, you got to go into, you got to go into old content to get the guns that are meta, you know, and it's like, it's not... It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like, it's like, oh, it's cool they can go get those old guns, but at the same time, it's like, no, the new stuff's the most relevant, and that's probably a good thing. The Way of the Road. Tim the Tapman reference. Uh, With power level enabled in Trials and the artifact having no limit on power, we've already addressed this. I'm not, I'm not, this is off subject. I'm not taking this question. If you want to see me talk about that, watch my Trials video or my Trials Q&A. I don't want to retread that. This Q&A is not about that. Chesco, do you think retiring weapons might speed up PvE content delivery given reduced testing is needed? Or maybe just less bugs or more weapons? Yeah, I mean, with less testing, we should see some help, you know? I don't know. Uh, Delta Ranger, is the system going to be retroactive to weapons? For example, Black Armory weapons cycle out before Reckoning. Or will it be all weapons since Shadowkeep? They haven't said we don't know. Hanri Solo. If Bu- is Bungie too nervous for this to only affect power-enabled modes? Should it have been more? This isn't a real question. Lucen. One problem I would see would be that certain archetypes don't get good version often enough, and when it gets retired, that archetype can't be used anymore. For example, we rarely get a 110 hand cannon, even less 110 hand cannon in the energy slot. 
Okay, I mean, you're going to a real specific example. So, we got a 110 hand cannon a year after Forsaken with the loud lullaby. So, you're wrong there. You're right in that, yeah, we... How many 110, you know, energy slot hand cannons are there? I don't know. Here's the problem, though. It's end game viability. You're acting like, well, I'll never get another 110 hand cannon. Well, no, for a time, you might not have a 110 energy hand cannon that you can use in endgame content. I, I don't understand. Like, that's fine. Like, there's, there's not always going to be every weapon, every slot, every element for all of the endgame content. So in your world, like, you're positing a problem. The solution to your, your problem is that if I go into endgame content, I better be able to have three grenade launchers, all different elements, all different elements for hand cannons, shotguns, all of them. Every archetype, every energy, every element, every kinetic, every heavy. This is an absurd, an absurd position. It just is like, what? how can they possibly do this? It doesn't even exist right now. Now, your main worry is the interval at which they are replaced, Right? at the interval at the interval it's like well it'll never get replaced again it's only in the end game but again the position the answer to your problem is that every time I go into the end game I should have every archetype every element every slot as an option I just man oh man I don't know if that's tenable and you gotta go to really specific examples of like a 110 energy it's like I get where you're coming from right I get where we're, I get where you're coming from the idea that if you really love a particular archetype and your archetype gets sunset and they don't replace that archetype you're going to be really angry I would tell you that's probably unlikely okay if you have a weapon from the raid a year ago that you really like and it's about to get sunset I would think that Bungie would be aware of that and they would likely then replace it right like the, the the argument here would be I like people like oh I want to use the gun I want to use the gun for forever okay use the gun for a year and then when it gets sunset you would think Bungie would know run a report okay what are all the weapons getting sunset next season and they'd run that report and they'd be like okay do we have replacements for these guns let's try and do that let's try and target those it's not like they're going to go three seasons in a row and give you arc energy shotgun, arc energy shotgun, arc energy shotgun. It's not like that. I think that they'll be more aware of this. Chando, do you feel this change could lead to more diversity in endgame encounters? Pretty generic question, and it's already been asked. I think so, yes. Tweet on. As they sunset various legendary weapons, do you foresee them focusing a season on Ada as a means to sunset and update the Black Armory? weapon pool they don't need to focus on her to sunset i don't think you understand the system like the black armory weapons will just get sunset and not be infusible anymore they don't need to do anything with ada to do that i I think so many people don't understand what this is like all of a sudden your kindled orchid you can't infuse it anymore it's still usable it's not grayed out it's in your inventory but you can't infuse it like they don't need to do anything with ada to do this it's just going to happen Sunsetting a weapon is basically like it's a sunset weapon. The sun has set on it. You can no longer infuse it. It's still there. It's still usable. It can no longer be upgraded. The sun has set. 
Don't let the sun go down on me. Like, they've said that the sun has... Elton John can't sing about it anymore, right? The sun has gone down on it. <laughs> Scarampus. The system is to avoid power creep long term, but if the purpose is to create stronger weapons, what is the difference between limiting power and just creating more powerful items without a power limit? Isn't a stronger weapon just power creep in both cases? Absolutely not. I don't think you understand power creep. Power creep is this. We created a really strong hand cannon last year, so the hand cannon this year in the raid has to be stronger than the hand cannon last year, because the hand cannon last year is still around. It's still here. It's still present, right? If they create a really strong hand cannon last year, and then a year later, it's no longer endgame viable, no power creep. No power creep. The antidote to power creep has been poured on the gun, no longer infusible, boom. It's it's a perfect system. Arcanus, do you think with the investment of core activities, we will see more iterations on things like nightmare hunts? It's possible. I, I don't know if they can inc- include that in their mind, but that certainly could get some retreatment after like a year or so. Um, Gran- Grandpa Blackout. Doesn't PvP still stand in the way of truly stronger weapons? Not necessarily. Not, ne- not, not necessarily. It, it, a, lot of this, a lot of this language he's using here doesn't feel like it's about PvP. And again, we said that Trials could introduce really, really good meta weapons that are only at their absolute peak performance in Trials. Trials was power-enabled. Therefore, those weapons could be cycled out in Sunset. Excluded. I understand the whole thing with not being able to infuse anymore, but for example, if Recluse gets capped and they go and release a new and better gun, won't that be as bad as they nerfed guns? that they are as strong as such as the recluse, so why make something stronger? I just, I'm not going to answer questions that are just fundamentally misunderstanding what's going on, and especially one that's like, it's, I barely understand your point. It's not even, like, try and read your questions before submitting them. I am not trying to be mean and dismissive. I'm trying to have efficiency when I have hundreds of questions, and if you're going to take the time to submit questions when there's over 100, please proofread it. That question made almost no sense, and it's not even grappling with what's truly happening. Uh, Argamer. Do we know if this change is going to affect armor as well? No, he said nothing about armor. It was only mentioning weapons. I prove it. So the real question I think is the most relevant with the news is how will the drop rates be for god rolls? We've already addressed drop rates a couple of questions ago. Somebody asked about like something like mind benders or something. Yeah, they're going to have to look at drop rates for certain weapons. Dougie Fresh. Hey, Lono, if you could store one roll in collections, not answering, it's not important. Enlightened. Who actually goes into a raid with their own loadout uh, every and uses the most efficient loadout to take down the, not a question? Some of these are really bad, guys. Uh, Blue Llama. Could using sunset weapons be a way to achieve foe challenge modifier in raids, or is the connection a bit too much of a stretch? I really don't think that's the goal here. Like, oh, we took away a really dope weapon and it's basically a faux challenge modifier. No, I don't think so. Contest modifier is about power delta. It's not about the weapon that you can take in. This is about being able to let the weapon system breathe and rotate. Tokyo Express. I may have missed this, but what is your opinion on the fact that exotics are not being retired for the moment? We've already addressed the exotic question, Tokyo. Love you, but we've already talked about it. Could loot sunsetting be implemented to classes and subclasses? This would allow for new supers and abilities, ETC. I don't know about this. I think it's probably better to do some of the stuff they've been doing, like going in and fiddling with the subclasses to make them stronger. I don't know. I 
I don't dislike this, but I'm wondering if that would be the right call. I think they could just continue to like revitalize ones that are underutilized and keep them in a nice lane. Captain SRAS. Honestly, do you think this is just a way to uh, lean us to the upcoming Women's 2.0 change they talked about? I mean, it's possible, but also, like, okay, imagine imagine their, the, the, the Loot 2.0 brainstorming sessions come to the conclusion that the only way the guns can truly get stronger is through adding these handful of things. And if they do this, this is going to become a power creep problem long term. And they come up with the idea of what if you can do that because in 9 to 12 months, it's no longer endgame viable. So there is no power creep. As he said, where does he say it? What word does he use? Um, it's that the... Du, 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 I, the it, it sounded like he kind of talked about like almost like an accordion. Uh, we're, we'll be able to do this, he says, because the design space of weapons will expand and contract over time. It like it's just it's going to allow them to create something. Whoa, it's really strong. Brrr, no longer end game viable. Whoa, it's really strong. No longer end game viable. There is no power creep. There's always this barrier that it hits and kind of comes back into. Jur Doom. Can't there always be a gun that is always carried over like maybe the Duke? No, this invalidates the entire system. I already addressed a question like this. Lang Solo, slightly off topic. Cosmic Gardeners, could this allude to term pruning? Removing something from the... I mean, there's no sense in speculating about that. That's not... I mean, he used the term Cosmic Gardeners. Maybe. Maybe that's why he said it, because I've been saying they need to prune the loot pool for a while. I, people are like, does he watch your Q&As? Is Luke Smith... Wa-? No, Luke Smith is a really smart guy. Like He knows what he's doing, and everything we've been talking about for the past two years with aspirational loot and loot grind and pruning the loot pool I'm not I'm not trying to put feathers in my cap like that's just that's just the way other games do it a lot of my ideas are just borrowing from how other games handle these issues and these problems um smoke sigs please where does the not being able to infuse start they haven't said they have not said studly where do you start sun? Where do you start sunsetting weapons? Uh, there are so many weapons that need it, but you can't sunset fifty plus old weapons. Yeah, I think they're going to trickle through the system. They're not going to do it all in one big one big swoop. RB Renoy, do you think it should be easier to get the weapons if they're? Yeah, we've already addressed drop rate. Uh, Mike Quad, do you think this is going to give Bungie a way to completely do away with power level? I have no idea if these are related. I don't think so because if you're not leveling up then how do they keep the weapons to sunset? If anything, no, this is this is not. This is the opposite of what you're postulating here. If anything, this is really, really forcing you to level up. Like, leveling up is intrinsic to sunsetting because as you level up, the content's harder. Content gets harder. You can't level up a gun. It's sunset. Like, you're going to have to keep leveling up. So, see you, Levitate Green. Jason Exception. Do you think that the 9-month timer will be applied to Gambit, Crucible, and Vanguard Pinnacle weapons? Yes, it will. 15-month applied to raid weapons? I don't think that's what they're going to do. No, we had that question kind of yesterday. I don't think it's going to be like that. Spicy Cuban Pappy. Do you feel that since weapons have a lifespan, will we, will most people even really want to grind for them? We've already dealt with this question. People are going to chase awesome weapons, especially if they're stronger than they are presently like and boring right now chef booty so if they introduce immediately they could start with the old contest weapons of nine 
from the beginning of next season, could they not? I don't know when they're going to do it. Smoky Gaming. With weapons going away every 9 to 15 months, doesn't this help refill the Nightfall loophole? Because things like Mindbenders and Long Goodbye would no longer be endgame viable, so they would need to refresh the loot. This is a good take. Right? This is a good take. They could definitely start to say, you know what? Yeah. We, we, we got to refill those coffers now because all that loot's av- invalid now. Parasito. Should different weapons have different lifespans based on community usage or Bungie's expectations of the gun? Or should it be seasonally consistent? It should be consistent across the board. It'd be really confusing to be like, hey guys, everybody really liked this weapon, so it gets an extra three months. It just should be uniform. I think it's easier to understand the system if it's more uniform and consistent within itself. Jerdoom. With the idea of new, more powerful raid legendaries, should they drop random roles on them in favor of powerful curated roles? We kind of already had this question. I, I do think they would want to go to curated awesome static roles for certain content, but there's a couple of things that would have to happen. A raid would have to have enough loot to kind of make up for it. Scourge of the Past, it was like we were all going for one low drop rate item, the Anarchy. If all of the guns in Scourge were really dope, awesome, strong, curated rolls, it would kind of cushion the blow of not getting the one that you want. You're at least getting some dope stuff while you wait for the while, while you wait for the hand cannon or while you wait for the rocket launcher or whatever in there that you thought was awesome. Instead of like, no, there's only one thing worth chasing. Like that's generally been the problems with raids. Like the only thing really worth going for in Last Wish was 1K voices. Well, the chattering bones, pretty good. No, it's exactly the same as almost every other gun in the game. Same with same with all the other weapons. Any weapon you try to defend in any of those raids, it has its equal somewhere else in the game. It's not raid weapon. It isn't. It's a legendary weapon that has its equal elsewhere. In this system, they would have six weapons or seven weapons or whatever in a raid that are all cool, all powerful, all worth chasing with a low drop rate. So it's okay if it takes you a month to get the shotgun from the raid. While you're grinding for it, you were also getting some of the other dope weapons from it. King Crazy. Any of the year one weapons still viable? I feel like the OP lockdown weapons didn't start until Forsaken. So I think year one will remain mostly untouched, save a few outliers. I mean, not really a question, just your speculation. Realms, personally, I'm okay with retiring weapons, but what would be the point of them keeping old content? Escalation Protocol Forge is in the game. There's no real point in getting the weapons. This goes hand in hand with the whole blog. The whole blog is on the same theme. He talks about investing in the core activities, which is essentially him saying the old activities, the core activities, the strikes, the, the planet spaces. He talks about the planet spaces, which would include Escalation Protocol. Like, it's like they would a 100%. They would 100% do that. They would be like, yeah, we have a reason now to retread that. We have a reason to go retread that content and put new loot in it because the loot's not valuable anymore in the end game. All the weapons in the game are just this game, but don't sunset my weapons because my weapons are special. <laughs> Ash and Hollow. Can Bungie truly be making flashy perks and exotics when Gambit and Crucible are two walls that they're stuck between? Um... I don't think so. I mean, Luke Smith says in in his mind, they're going to be able to create truly powerful legendary weapons. And again, they don't have to worry about, because think about how he's couching this. He's couching this in, when we create future content, we have to consider all these really ancient weapons. He's not talking about Gambit. He's not talking about Crucible. He's talking about PvE. So he's talking about really strong, really viable, awesome legendaries that they can't create right now because it hurts future content. Mango. 
Do you think with all the plan to improve player experience, power fantasy and such, that we could see a return of subclass customization? I don't think that's in their mindset right now. Godzilla. Do we know when the retirement timer of current weapons will start? Has it already started? Will Forge weapons therefore be retired with a couple of months from now, considering the Forges have been out for more than 13 months? Um... I actually have been answering this one with an I don't know. I think they'll start in September and they'll only start with year one and they'll gradually expand to the other years and seasons to softly do this to you. If they do too many weapons at once, it'll be too damaging to the weapon pool. They won't be able to give you enough weapons in one season or in one DLC to make up for it. I think they'll piecemeal it and they'll be soft, but they'll also say this is going to roll out slow, but anything you get in September of 2020 has a 9 or a 12 month shelf life like going forward all drops will have this rule rigidly applied but we're going to be a little bit nicer about all your old gear we're going to slowly wash over your gear and do this so each season you're slowly replacing what's not end game viable anymore salty rob my main concern is about the new system of weapons sunsetting is that Bungie is traditionally bad about frequently frequently weapons drop. For example, I didn't start grinding Reckoning until six months after it launched. Should I be concerned? No, because both Menagerie and Vex Offensive and Sundial show that Bungie is willing to up generosity, drop rate, and intentionality if they feel there's a valid reason to do so. Everything Luke Smith outlined is a valid reason to give you more intentionality and generosity. So Vex Offensive and Sundial, to me, are proof positive that Bungie is willing to say, okay, in this new system, intentionality and generosity need to be turned up a bit because if we're going to be sunsetting weapons 9 to 12 months from now, we can't have somebody taking 5 months to get the dadgum weapon. I think there's an impetus to do what they did in Vex Offensive and Sundial. Vex Offensive and Sundial are proof positive. They are willing to do that when they feel that that it's justified. Slims. Do you think they should have more information released regarding more of how these weapons are made and the back end so people can understand what it takes so long? Thousands of people are upset because they simply do not understand the process. I don't think the process would help people. I think thousands of people are upset because rage is vogue. Like in vogue, it's what people like to do. People like to get salty, and people like to get angry, and people like to upvote criticism, and people have no freaking clue what they're talking about. Virtually every person that replied to my tweet about it, I sent out a tweet last night, okay? I sent out a tweet, and I said, it was so ironic, it was almost comical. I said, the end game viable lifespan topic in the director's cut is getting really overstated. I trust Luke Smith, and this is the way to give room for better perks and strong weapons worth chasing with intrinsic protection against power creep. We will discuss it tomorrow. So I said that people are really overblowing this. They're really exaggerating this. You know what my first first reply was? Let me find it. I gotta find the very first reply. What is the point of grinding for weapons for them to just get scrapped? Exhibit A, your honor. Exhibit A. Ibid, your honor. Ibid. Like... Exhibit A. He's what's the point of grinding for them just to get scrapped? Total exaggeration. An inaccurate depiction of what's going on. Exhibit A in the fact that people are overstating this. The guy sees me say that people are overstating it and his response is to overstate it. They're not scrapping your loot. They're literally not doing that. They're not taking your loot away. But that's what people do. They run to Reddit forums, Twitter, YouTube and they go Bleh. You don't even know what you're saying. You're saying something in anger that's not even accurate. It, it's like, 
I can't believe, I can't believe my wife brought down food and didn't bring down apples. And apples are freaking sitting there. And so I'm angry about something that's not true. It's dumb. It's so dumb. 90% of the content you can still use the same weapon. It's like, like I said, it's just, it's so much of this is rooted in people either not understanding or just they like to be angry about stuff. What you were proposing sounds a lot like seasonal model for year two, where each season increases the power level by 50. That was heavily criticized by a lot of people for the power increase, like it required that you ongoing previous weapons and valid in-game content. Do you think that going back to such a seasonal power grind would be a good thing for Destiny? They, you have to understand something. The seasonal model from Black Armory to Drifter to Opulence wasn't just bad because you had to do 50 levels every time. It was bad because leveling sucked. Leveling wasn't the leveling up isn't the problem. When leveling sucks, that's the problem. You can have me level up 50 levels every season if leveling happens automatically like it did post Shadow Keep. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. As long as it happens re- f- fairly seamlessly, it's 100% fine. Black Armory to Drifter to Opulence was freaking terrible because it was RNG-based milestone leveling. It was horrendous. Bungie raised soft cap on blues, so leveling just happens as long as you're playing. It's, it's a great system. So every season rolls around and it's like, hey guys, time to level again. I just hit max level. So the frick what? It's not hard. Just play the game and you'll level. I don't want people to have to go through a treadmill every season, but if it's automatic, seamless, and kind of happens on its own, and it creates a system where guns can be sunset, and creating a system where guns can be sunset, we get better guns to chase, better perks, and better power, better loot, that's better for the game at large. It's a it's a greater good discussion at that point. Uh, a hammock of cake. Do you think this is a response to the basically mandatory meta of Mountaintop Recluse being used in every piece of PvE content? No, that's not even happening anymore. They already adjusted, so that's not even meta anymore. Uh, Sama says, do you think that the pinnacle weapons might come back with the new system so that if it gets too OP, they can just make it obsolete? This is a decent prediction. They could say, you know what? We can bring back ritual weapons. I'm sorry, pinnacle weapons because they can get sunset nine months from now. Uh, Panera 17. If weapons can still be used in 90% of the game, won't it still have to be tested in the new content? Not all content's end game. And if a gun is broken and affecting normal crucible PVE, then testing balancing is still needed. This is not a bad take, but here's where I think you're missing the mark. Bungie has said that they're going to be reinvesting in the core activities. So when the gun is first created, it'll be tested in the core activities. It will not to be it will not need to be retested later because they're not going to be adding new core activities all the time. The system going forward is not going to be here's a brand new core activity. They're going to invest in the core activity, put dope stuff and themes in the core activity, but the gun was already tested in the core activity. Now, end game is the issue, right? Endgame viability is what they have in target here, which would be raids, Grandmaster Nightfalls, trials, dungeons, things of that nature. Those things, when they're created, don't have to worry about some hand cannon you got a year ago because the hand cannon gets sunset. Who cares if that hand cannon's really strong in strikes? Like, who the frick cares? Power creep or overpowered weapons or really strong weapons in strikes and public events ultimately don't matter. Anytime, think about it like this. Anytime Bungie nerfs something, it's almost always because of PvP or endgame content. 
why they nerf Izanagi's. It had nothing to do with strikes. It was because of Nightfalls and the raid. Why do they nerf the Touch of Malice? It had nothing to do with strikes and the public event space or Archon's Forge. It was because of Wrath of the Machine. So, like, when they add endgame content now, they don't have to consider that gun you got a year ago. It's fine if that gun you got a year ago is going into core activities and being strong. The core activities are meat and potatoes. You can blast through them with a blue weapon. It doesn't freaking matter. What matters is when they try to create aspirational content and truly challenging environments, these weapons come in and they wreak havoc. So, what has Bungie been doing for the last couple of years? All legendary weapons have stayed in a very safe lane that never needs retested. Do we need to test hand cannons and pulse rifles in here? No, we, we know generally what they do. They're all basically the same as they've been the last two years. What do they end up testing? Exotics. What ends up getting nerfed? Exotics. Darth Jader. Are these other games that get this balance between old and new gear content right? Something that Bungie can learn from? Yeah, this is exactly what other games do. Sunsetting weapons is not abnormal. This is normal. Tons of people were commenting on my Twitter, and they're like, do people, do these people not play other games? This is so common. Uh, Remorse91. Do you think at any point we'll end up with a situation where people who uh, didn't play in Undying or Dawn will only have the new weapons to use while those of us who played the game during those seasons will also have those seasonal weapons to use as well as the new stuff or do you think that we'll sunset everything at once? They're not going to sunset everything at once. They'll do it systematically. Joe Doe Mac. Is it completely reasonable to think that the new weapon system we can expect guns to match or exceed nerf recluse levels uh, of power because if that's what we're getting, I'm in. When I read Luke Smith say things like, in this world we're imagining, we'll have space at the top end of the weapons to create powerful legendary weapons, think about what he's saying. At the tippity top of the weapon pool, at the top end, they're going to have room to create really powerful legendary weapons. Like, that's super exciting. That's like, that's exciting. That's what we want. We want really, really strong, awesome weapons. And what's typically been happening is the top end of the weapon pool all looks the freaking same. All of the, all of the God roll hand cannons, pulse rifles, scout rifles, shotguns, fusion rifles, everything. They're all the freaking same. They all feel the same and function the same. Delta Ranger. If they sunset exotic armor and weapons, then wouldn't we need more of them to in- introduce or will we have time with very few exotics? Again, they're not going to do them all at once. Criminal Bull. What do you think about removing the white, green, and blue stuff? This is not really relevant. They need to do that in the database maybe to save room. Uh, Clay Tongs. With the sunsetting of weapons, such a loaded question. Do you believe that they will have to fill the niche for ad clear going forward? This question doesn't make sense. Uh, Hoopajoo. Do you think that having specific raid perks on weapons from the raid will self-sunset the weapons because it will be useless in the future raid content, i.e. perks that have an increased effectiveness during certain mechanics? Right, I think they could do both and here, homie. Like, I don't want to go into a raid and be like, this gun's awesome in the raid. I want to be like, yo, this gun's awesome. The perk combination's freaking dope. And it's got an extra perk while I'm in the raid. I think it's a both and situation. Stew boot. With some weapons being left behind for endgame, do you think that they should bring back the ability to change the affinity of weapons like in year one? I don't have a good answer to this because I can't foresee the problems that this might cause, but since they took away the increase in void damage buff on tractor cannon, and tractor cannon is just now like a natural debuff, they could maybe let you do this. This might help with what somebody said a little bit ago, like, oh, it takes so long to get certain weapons. Well, you wouldn't be like, dude, we haven't had a good arc hand cannon in a while. It's not a problem. Get the weapon a couple times and make one, right? Have an arc, void, and solar one. I, there might be room for this in this is this new system. I could, I could see it working. 
Journey John. Do you think weapons will be sunset nine months from the season they're introduced or everything? I don't know. I don't have a prediction there. I think nine months to 12 months is the sweet spot. Fit Doc, remember when Bungie act stuff uh, got reckoning activities where we had to use certain characters with certain builds in order to participate in endgame content. Will this occur again? No. This is in, this is literally to avoid that problem. If you avoid power creep, then reckoning doesn't exist. We don't end up with content like reckoning. Reckoning was a response to power creep. Radical. Can you explain how retirement benefits competitive PvP activities? I already talked about how it could work in trials, so I'm not going to answer that. Gossy97. I'm not sure what I think of this. But do you think it might be wise to quite simply remove these old guns and content from the game to free up space? No. Absolutely not. This is the worst way they could do it. This would really upset people. Telling somebody the gun's not infusible anymore is super, super low-key, and people are overreacting. Telling somebody the gun is going to disappear from the game is a very, very bad decision. Clay Tongs. As a counter to the fear on power level enabled content, wouldn't Guardian's overall power level help to mitigate the power level of the gun? No, that's not how it works. The gun's power level limits its damage if it's under. If the gun is 750 and the content's 850, the gun will be weak. Your power level doesn't have any meaning, uh, any bearing on that. Uh, Bubba J. I'm not worried about the new weapons that get sunsetted in strikes, but I'm worried about them completely ruining regular Crucible. Would this be a viable concern? We've already addressed this concern a couple of times. Ulysses sees you. If they are sunsetting activity-related weapons like Black Armory or Gambit, will those activities get new weapons? This is exactly why I think they're doing this. This is a great time to do this and lay this out so in the future, when they revisit those core activities like he said they're going to do, well, it's a perfect way to do that. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be getting those weapons back, but it would be a perfect time to be like, hey, those weapons aren't really relevant anymore. We got a bunch of new weapons in Reckoning or the Forges or Opulent or, or, or Menagerie or Blind Well or Escalation Protocol. Clay Tongs. Do you believe that the introduction of an aspirational power level light level could be implemented each season, which you bump something up to, but then it goes away after the season? This is just your suggestion. It's not a question. CMD Eagle Eyes. With regards to Gambit, do you think that they'll just move the enemy's power level up with the season to keep the meta ever shifting? This is ex- this is exactly why they're doing this system, so they don't have to do what you're suggesting. What you're suggesting is a response to power creep. They don't have to do that. Now, if we're always leveling up, sure, certain things will have to go up with us if they want to remain aspirational, but that's not the way that it works. You don't have to keep raising Gambit because once you're so many power levels above Gambit, you don't keep getting an exponential increase of power. Like, you go in there as a 1,000 power level and just one-shot everything. That's not how the power level works. Sunfire. With the sunsetting of pinnacles, do you see them adding perks into future weapons? This is a super generic question that's an obvious yes. I can see them doing that to future weapons. Loaded question is unique and viable and aspirational content for ad clear. It works at, uh, at every level. It won't be forever. Will it be replaced? That's what I was asking. I mean... I don't think they're going to do this in such a precise way, Clay Tonks. Like, hey, we just sunsetted the loaded question. Here's the loaded question 2.0. Like, I don't think they're going to make it that blatantly obvious. Like, if that's your if that's your hope that when the loaded question gets sunset, that Bungie adds another fusion rifle very similar to it, you're asking for something that I believe ultimately is a bad system. That, then they're just like, here's another loaded question. What's the freaking point of, of sunsetting it then? It's you trying out new weapons, trying out new builds, trying out new solutions to aspirational content instead of loaded question till the end of time. This entire system is designed to make to, to like push you forward and to try new things. 
just play your way yeah I know everybody wants to go back and rip a quote out of context in 2014 because it's fun to cherry pick comments and make really bad arguments welcome to the freaking internet that's what everybody does play your way is also a statement that Luke Smith made in the director's cut with respect to leveling not respect to end game aspirational content so cherry picking comments and ripping them out of context is dumb major glory does sunsetting touch world drops does this mean that they have to refresh them if it does of course of course like if if a weapon is 12 months old it's going to get sunset like and this puts an impetus on bungie to replenish vendors and world drops like it this is probably going to benefit them give them more bandwidth and allow them to create more cooler stuff and an impetus to refresh stuff more often uh the armistice if they retire exotics that will happen to those who still haven't gotten their catalyst for a very long time i have no idea they'll they'll lay in a bed of tears i don't know homie a calcin retiring loot is very likely to make the game objectively better but if the majority of the players don't enjoy this aspect is it still something bungie should do yes yes they will keep playing if they say they won't just watch the player base numbers there's not going to be some mass exodus of veterans because like you you know i had a gun for 12 months and i can't infuse it anymore i'm done oh yeah well there's a bunch of dope loot in this new raid of this new activity with perks you've never seen before there's really powerful weapons to go chase okay i guess go play something else then you'll be back and they will I don't think there's going to be any measurable segment of the community that's like, I'm done for forever because of this change. I really don't think so. And to be fair, if people are going to be childish and run to Reddit and try to hold the game hostage, like, Bungie, I swear, we're all going to sign this position on change.org and we're all going to quit if you do this. Frick you. Hold the game back and hold the game hostage and threaten to quit because they're doing something you don't like? Really, seriously, frick you. No. The game needs to evolve and move on. Get the frick out of here. If people are going to act that way and throw down some gauntlet like, I'm done, I'm never playing again, Bungie better not do this or else, frick you. The game can't stay here. We can't have years and months of complaints about boring weapons, samey weapons, rolls that aren't any different from the past weapons. I have no reason to grind for god rolls. I have no reason to chase loot. There's no aspirational content. There's no aspirational loot. We can't spend years complaining about this stuff and be like, you know what? You're trying to change these things and fix these things that we've complained about for years. I'm not playing if you do it. Well, bye, I guess. Like, if anybody starts to take that mentality, like... I, like if if you're you are allowed to be unhappy about it you're allowed to vote criticism you're allowed to be ticked off that your favorite weapon might not be able to go into the raid anymore i didn't like it when they nerfed sleeper i didn't like it when they nerfed touch of malice i didn't even use it but it messed with our strategy it's okay to be mad but if people are going to run to the forums and reddit and do this threatening sort of karen's i want to see your manager i'm never going to bring my business back here anymore crap well, then frick you. I, like, that isn't helpful. You're not helping the game progress or evolve by wanting to hold it hostage or keep it stuck in some rut. Like, it's just, that's such a terrible mentality. And people going to Reddit to talk about people should lose their jobs. Frick you too. Like, get out. Like, just go somewhere else. A bunch of Karens. Like, if you want the game to improve suggest ways for it to improve but don't try to hold it hostage and threaten abandonment because they do something that you don't like like 
Seriously. And that's a great note to end Q&A on. 130-something questions. I appreciate all the different viewpoints today. Everybody comes in and has we have really good disagreements, really good back and forth. I appreciate you know all the people that came in and decided to step into the boxing ring on this subject. I truly believe it's for the game's betterment. We're going to keep talking, keep discussing, keep on streaming, so don't go anywhere. If you're listening elsewhere, you can always come in live, or as always, please like, share, and subscribe.